Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is Seek Certified Brewhead. And I'm Tiffany, Liquid Enthusiast. And welcome to episode 154 of Beer and Other Shit Podcast Adjunct Series. Tiffany, this is New Year's Day 2024. We're we starting it off. We're working. Yeah. <laughs> We're grinding. Uh, thank you for hanging out. Oh, my pleasure. Always I my pleasure. I think your last one was Link Up? Or did Likely. we do another Yeah, right one? after the oh. OCB. Oh, aside from the OCB one, where we sat down and just yapped. Been a while. Maybe when Kim it's been was on. A while, yeah, I'd say when no. Kim, Kim was on. Good yeah. times. So, this was something that uh, an idea that you had, something to talk about uh, this evening. Yes, because you know I like looking into stuff. Yes, I'm a fan of research. Data. Know? I like data. Information. Yeah. So and whenever I see things happening, I'm just like, "What's going on? I need to understand the behind the scenes of what's happening." So yeah. yes, beautiful. I love it. So the holiday season was great for us. I got a bit sick. We had family over, eating good, drinking good. Everything was delightful. So we figured we wanted to, we wanted to do this for a bit, but it felt like a good way to start. Like this episode will come out in like two days. So mm-hmm. it feels like a really good way to start the new year. And essentially it's looking at like, why are so many breweries closing? So it's not even coming from this, coming at it from a, a place of negativity. Like, oh, these are all the bad things that's happening. It's actually like no. explaining and understanding why exactly. they're closing exactly via data, via like artic- news articles, like actual things that are impacting the craft beer industry and the reasons why it's slowing down now. And your conversations as well with breweries, right? That's Correct. I have some thoughts and questions about that too. But yeah, it's definitely coming from, and that's what it is. Where I kept seeing breweries close, I kept seeing these Instagram posts, I see these articles, and I was asking you, I'm like, why are all the breweries closing? Like, what's going on? It's been a lot. And recently. you know, we are business owners, so I can correlate it a bit with like the same type of plight as a small business owner. In the end, majority of breweries are small businesses, mm-hmm. so you can kind of see that. But I just really wanted to understand truthfully what was going on with some data and information like oh is craft beer falling off or is there something more to that and that's kind of what sparked this uh podcast uh, yes and i think there was there was one for some good friends of ours which we're going to start off with and we're going to crack one of their beers so we're going to drink two beers from two uh breweries that either are closing or have closed already which mm-hmm. is sucks but sucks. i mean we might as well let's show preface that with saying like it sucks yeah, this sucks this yeah. is not a celebration it's really like shit. uh yeah it's just shit so that's, that's all yeah. you can say is just shit. Sad, and that's why I just wanted to understand more what's going on because you have all these people who are awesome that you speak to and you love, you sit down with or you drink their products and then all of a sudden you see that they're closing and it's just really like sad. Mm. You, so I just need to understand why this happens, you know, a little bit more. So, or what particularly outside of like the general small business plight, like what could be affecting breweries specifically so yeah. that's kind of why we deep dive into this and then this one really hurt made me sad this was one of the it was almost to be well i guess we'll talk about it like almost kind of expected every time we spoke to them the guys were kind of like ah, oh, wait like hanging on type of thing yeah um so the very first thing we're going to crack a beer i'm going to run through just a list of some of the closures over the last like year or so and this is ontario or canada mostly mostly canada yeah. mostly ontario um this the information that we could find. And this probably, this didn't even take me that long to find no. it, which is even sadder. Yeah. 
it was pretty easy and it was just rattling some off the top of my head plus some mergers too because it's not just closures a bunch of companies have merged or uh, been bought or had yes, to sell which is already indicative of you know something that's going on where you need to combine forces correct if it's not like an all-out acquisition and someone's getting bought out because the really good opportunity comes their way it's like then you know there's likely that's something different. there where you choose to merge correct to give yourselves both a better opportunity. Yes, so, yeah, exactly right. So the beer we're kicking off with, we're going to drink two beers tonight, is uh, Lalo's Zenith. It's a Belgian golden ale. So Lalo, uh, we're essentially a nano brewery, Toronto's smallest brewery. Good friends of ours, Dan and Colin. Colin actually lives here in Hamilton. And uh, we bumped into him over the, yeah, represent, yeah. Over the summer at uh, Super Crawl. And uh, I was like, ah, things. And he was... That, uh, you know. yeah. And then we bumped into Dan driving past out front sometime in the summer as yeah. well. Towards then, the, that was in August. It was in August because yeah. he was saying that you're right, because yeah. he was saying the events in September for their anniversary, I think it was their seventh anniversary. So mm-hmm. lasting seven years is nothing. Incredible. That is like no small feat. Businesses yeah. don't last a year. So no. that's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's big ups. And these guys were introduced to us by uh, friends and cl- former clients of ours, Sweet Touch Foundation, They're two DJs, brothers that are DJs, mm-hmm. shout out to Rick and Paul, yeah. loveliest humans. And they took us there because they knew we were into beer in 2016. So we yeah. knew them right as they opened. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that there was a beer space that had hip hop in it, which was something that's important to us. And we've seen 1% of the time in all the breweries that we've been to, mostly less in the than States. 1%. Yeah, yeah. Fair. So it was really cool for us. And, you know, Dan was a musician and he was on my album too. And he wrote this really like a song about my dad and who passed away. And it was like really thoughtful. Like, I love these guys. Like, I really do. And I was just, we didn't even get to get out there before they closed because yeah. December was wild. So we were sad about that too. But, we did a pod sometime over the pandemic. We had them on a couple, a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, a few times, but, yeah. Uh, I had, luckily, I, I've got one bottle left. I had two bottles sitting around. So I thought I'd bust out this Belgian golden, golden ale, 6.1%, yeah. uh, to, to show some love to these guys. Oh, 2017 was the first pod, the Urban Beer Hall. Correct. Yeah, That was the first love. one. So do you want to do, how do you want to do the photos and everything? Uh, I'm just going to take a, a shot of it, yeah. like pour sure. it. So. Hey, do you want to pour you first? Or do you want to pour yourself? No, you should pour, pour, me you first? Should pour that one. Okay, I need to take a photo with this. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. my glass, I have a fun holiday glass. Okay? Yeah, it's, it's not really like, I got like, matching glasses. Yeah. Like, I want a fun glass. I was I'm like, like I need a fun glass. Okay, we're, we're celebrating still in terms Day. of it being New Year's Eve. Maybe the topic isn't celebratory, but like I'm, no. I'm trying, trying to keep to the keep NYE vibes, you know? Yes, on. exactly. So once again, they, they do, Lalo or did, unfortunately, because they closed... Uh, uh, I think they, yeah, it was like right before Christmas they decided, right? Yeah, it was like the, the Friday before Christmas, the 21st, 22nd, something like that. Um, do you know what's really funny? We're recording a craft beer podcast and I get the Apple News notification that says, does dry January actually do anything? <laughs> like, yes, not. <laughs> the, the timing. So this is Although essentially. Although I get excited for NAs and stuff like that. But oh, I get we love, we're going to talk about that. Long, yeah, so we that drink. Change um, now. Yeah, that, that's that like I'm in the LA, the NA bag. We sure. just, uh, we're a little more rounded. We don't, dry January is redundant. That's all the conversation. Um, unless you like it, but for us it's redundant, I mean. Yeah, I think it's fine if you want to build a habit or condense yeah. it. That's fair too. I think it's, uh, it's dope for that. So anyway, this is a yeah, 6.1 Belgian golden ale. Uh, like it's looking touch cloudy, kind of like a ambery kind of color, a little light amber. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say a little light amber there. Uh, nose, kind of that Belgian nose. Um, the tasting nose on Untapped is saying stone fruit, bubblegum, shortbread. Shortbread's interesting. 
Yeah, this is look. This is not my jam at all. Uh, I don't love this type of Belgian beer. Yeah, like I love Belgian. Uh... Yeah, Tiff is definitely more into the thing, but I'm you know like testing the waters a bit more. And once again, cheers to Lelo. Long live Lelo. Long live Lelo. Hopefully they do come back. Nice. It's probably a couple of years old. This bottle too. Yeah, oh, that's nice. I like that a lot. Mm. Yeah, crisp, clean, fruity, sweet. All those, I don't know about shortbread, but I definitely get the stone fruit and bubble gum, like from that Belgian yeah. candy sugar type shit. Um, and this is when they did a short run of bottles, like as an all hand uh, package and stuff over the pandemic. They had no choice. Is that because they were just a, a brewery that was strictly like on tap type of thing. And they had like, they make the beer on like an industrial kitchen at the back type yep. of thing. And like, I don't know what the size of the thing is, but it's very, very small. And yeah. Fun fact, they did our first ever collab beer in 2017. Yeah. Uh, my brother who mixes the pod, Shasta Notion, he also does music and his album was launching then. So we did, the uh, the album was called Heart on My Sleeve and the beer was called Hops on My Sleeve and it was designed by Brandon from uh, Aveling. Yeah. So he's the head brewer at Aveling. So we met Brandon when he was on the pod with Leo because he was consulting with them about their beer because Dan and Colin worked at Indie Ale House mm-hmm. with Brandon. So they all knew each other from all of that. So that's how we met Brandon. My brother's been working at Aveling for years now. Yeah. Because of that contact. Yeah. All from Lalo. That's pretty, uh, yeah. let's see. That's what we're saying. That's the lot of Lalo on, vibe too. The bar is a very special place. So it's one thing beautiful. they did say, and they, yeah, like the hashtag was like what you said was like long live Lalo, which is very cool. Yeah. They, um, I'm trying to see if I can try put it keep in here in somewhere, the, in but I don't think it's possible. I have <laughs> raised up a bit. Barrington's losing his hand here. Yeah. Um, the they they said something like they're talking about i'm gonna text dan and just check in like this week and just be like all right look shit was crazy like what's the deal and and, and find yeah. the full info but i believe they it sounds like they've got other plans like to keep yeah. the brand going some and that's somewhere. what i was even saying like Lalo's a vibe and it's a mentality it's a, there's a bunch of it's not Fashion just the they venue and, like they yeah, supported the not just the venue a lot, which yeah is great like a lot of rappers and stuff and djs and producers they have nights that you know yeah so there's so many opportunities to be fun pop up do pop-ups and stuff like that i guess they'll like, let us know what the plans are, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't just have to be that because it wasn't just about the beer. So correct, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to continue to support them uh, with, with everything they're doing in the future. So, what I'm going to do is run through this uh, terrible list of closures and mergers just to give you a bit of an idea. And once again, this, from what I understood, this is the past about 12 months, so around 2023. Maybe some of these were the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. So Layla was the top of the list. On the same day, I saw this brewery called Catalyst with a K in Ontario closed. Uh, Barncat, of course, they closed in August, July, August. This Barncat one hurt Artisan you a Nails. lot. That was that hurt you a lot. The, uh, yeah, that was for, you know, the Hayes boys and stuff and mm-hmm. the Stouts and, uh, you know, this was, this hurt everybody. I mean, this, you can imagine how like guys like Troy from Badlands and Bebo and Chris and Third Moon and all these cats who like worked with them a lot, Greg from mm-hmm. Counterpart, Cam and Joe from Willowball, like all those dudes, they all were really close and stuff and it's uh, super sad. Yeah. They changed the game, but the good thing is, um, one of their tanks was bought by Third Moon, so the kind of the tank lives on, which is cute. Okay, yeah, I love that. So I got that. to see that when I went over the summer. And then the other thing was I found out Matt from Barncat, so it was Matt and Jeremy. We had Jeremy on the pod. And then Matt ended up working at a brewery called Sparrow in Cambridge. And I didn't know who they were. They'd been around for a while. And I saw them in the fridge at Duran, which is my favorite store in uh, here in Hamilton. And uh, I just trusted Chris, the owner. He just curates. I'm like, well, if Chris says it's... I told him that too. Okay, nice. Like, Yo, if I didn't know what they were. And I was like, well, I don't know. Fuck, let's roll the dice. If yeah. Chris said it was okay, then it's fine with me. Yeah. And they were fire. And then I found out after the fact. And you're like, oh, this is a line. I was talking to sense. them on, on 
on DM and then yeah. they told me the map and I was like, oh. There you go. Wow. So that's beautiful. So at least that kind of lives on to a degree. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, Rhythm and Brews that they were in, oh, fuck, what's the town? Kitchener or something? Shit, I forgot. I can tell you. Um, thank you. I think it was Kitchener. Rhythm and Brews Brewing. Yeah. Either way, it was yeah. in that kind of general room. Oh, there's like a podcast even called Cambridge. Cambridge. Okay. Yeah. So same same area. One called Andina in BC. Uh, Le Brasseur de Temps in Quebec. They, that's Arno's dad. So Arno oh, from, no. yeah. So okay. He and like, he's like legendary, legendary, legendary. That's a legendary brewery. So Jeez, that's okay. That really means that like some shit went down. Yeah. They closed. Um, Callister in BC, but I looked it up and it looks like they might be, they, they closed one tap room. They might be doing a Lalo thing. I don't know if they're going to be contracting from somewhere. They, they seem to want to be trying to keep the brand alive. So they did a really good interview. So we'll speak about them in a little bit too, but cool. um, theirs was due to rent. Rent increase. Rent oh, increase. Which was, which was like an astronomical, too. like adding $10,000 extra per month to their yeah, costs. Yeah, which is not so, happening yeah. when yeah. things are already struggling. So um, it looked like they were looking for another venue. So it's more like a temporary pause as opposed to uh, a full closure. Yeah. Okay. So temporary. That's great. That's good news. Um, that's what happened with Barncat and they decided to throw in the towel. I think they just had enough the, because it would have cost them just as much to start a new brewery and move all of the stuff as yeah. it would to pay the extra uh, in rent. So that made no sense. Uh, yep. People's Pint in Toronto, and I mm-hmm. believe it's like a distillery now. And that was the second time it turned over because it was Junction, and then Junction moved. Yes, yep. And I guess People's Pint. Because they took they inherited the equipment or they took the equipment or I something, right? I think they inherited right? the equipment. Okay, yeah, and I remember now, that. Yeah. yeah, I saw something about, because it looked exactly the same. We went there when it was Junction. Remember the guy couldn't understand my accent? Yeah. And I was like, I want to flight. And I'm like, Scott, my old co-host. Scott I was loves like, that Scott, one. can you say it? To say it? I did that like, to you. like, flight. Yeah, flight. I'm like... <laughs> This was like, I didn't, access not even that strong. Anyway, hey, but, you know, but you got some of those keywords in there that, uh, well, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, like, I'll get it, I, 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 <laughs> Anyway, um, so People's Pint, Reverence Barrel Works, they're in Kitchener. So they were a, and this is a bit of something to note, they were exclusively barrel-aged beers and I think mostly like farmhouse type of stuff. So keep that in mind. Um, Little Beasts, so they actually sold as opposed to like closed down. So they actually had the new ownership, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did see the new owners like introduce themselves on on social and stuff. Um, and they kept the staff, which is good for them. Um, five paddles also in Whitby, same thing. They sold new ownership, um, and they brought back. We had them on the part um, recently to, yeah. uh, to to break all that down. And we hung it out town. Yes, yeah. um, which was fun at the pump house with everybody. Uh, new ritual. They were in Oshawa, and I think two partners left and two partners stayed. So now they're rebranded as Lightcaster. And I, I went to their social, but I feel like there was like no buzz about it. Like, mm-hmm. so they closed down that brand, partner kept the space, and then just changed the branding and everything. And I've seen a bunch of beer releases, but I haven't heard anything about them. So I feel like I'd be curious to explore. But that happy that the space is living on because there's nothing that was the only brewery in Oshawa. Yeah. Uh, Descendants, who I don't know much about, but they used to just be some sort of brewery that I saw at LCBO. Don't know where they're based. Um, one called Outspoken. Not familiar, but it was uh, something I found. Mm-hmm. Bali Days in um, mm-hmm. Prince Edward County. Who we met. We, we met oh, wh- the brewer the, from Barley Days. Brett, who moved to f- tri- uh, 555. Yes, yes, yes. yes, 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 yes. Brett, good dude. Yeah. Uh, Studio Brewery in BC and uh, Stillfields, which is a real shame. And Stillfields are another brewery who does almost exclusively farmhouse. Yeah. I Ales. just remember their branding being pretty gorgeous. It's beautiful. Because I always like, anytime I ever saw it, I was like, what's that beer? Usually yeah. in Durand. I'm always like, oh, what's that again? And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they they were as ex-Bellwoods brewer 
and it was up in Meaford, Ontario, which is like two and a half hours here. It's just before you go up the peninsula towards Tobermory. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so it's it like- Far out. Hella yeah. far. So they're open until they kind of just clear out their inventory from what I understand. Um, we're going to be drinking one of their beers next. And look, I'm going to be honest, and this is part of probably the problem. There's been so many breweries that irony, this is the first time I bought their beers. Mm, why? Because I don't really drink much farmhouse beer. Mm. And their lagers I always wanted, but I feel like they sold pretty quick in mm-hmm. Durand or I like saw them like, oh, that's cool. I, d- I didn't really know. I was just like, I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to, you know, I think when it, when we moved here, it was only a year and a half ago, but I'm usually up on everything, but going into the store every week yeah, and now trying to keep up with all the things that's going on and get totally reacquainted with now, like this is what I'm getting all the time. Yeah, It was just difficult. It was just one of those things where I, you just miss the boat a yeah. little bit. So I got a couple of big, their big bottles and look, that's the other thing. Like I think they were like 18 and 19 bucks. Once again, this is secondary. So this is sold to a store at retail. So they are marked up a little than if yeah. you would get them direct, but I mean, better I get late them direct. Than Does that mean that you can purchase online? I don't know if or you do. You need with to them? go because if you need to go, that's almost impossible. I think you, they probably would then. Mm. So, but you probably be paying the ten dollars shipping. So, say if I got two bottles, I yeah. would have saved the money. I would have spent less than that buying Boy, at, buying at Durand. For and they example, had like yeah. four, three or four different big bottles. Uh, I think they might have had some other ones. I didn't look too much. I wanted to try those lagers in the stubby bottles, but uh, mm. they moved kind of quick. So. Okay, well that's good to know. I'm though, excited that, that to try. That was moving quick. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So look, I don't know. We, this weekend. I know last night I drank a bunch of farmhouse stuff because it's New Year's Eve and mm-hmm. um, to, it feels like continuing. It feels like a good thing. It just sucks. And then I think that's the problem. A lot of people, there's so much competition that yeah. you just don't get around to stuff, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden they it's close. Annoying. It kind of reminds me of like, again, when we're talking about competition and we're talking about market saturation in a little bit too, but it always felt like how when we were in Montreal, we always saw like restaurants and we're like, oh, we got to go to that restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then we take a year and a half and then it was closed. Yeah, and that's literally what happened. It's the same shit. And it's like, we all don't get to seize the opportunity. And it's not like we're, you know, indebted, like you have to go by, but it does suck because that's what happens. Maybe so many people are always like, oh yeah, I'll try that one soon. And then it just, yeah, you, you, you miss it and the place closes, unfortunately. And that's really what If too many is. people do Great that. comparison with the restaurants. Because yeah. yeah. that, that's a big one for us. Yeah. We always want to. And you just, you know, you just, either you have to gonna eat out every night. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not possible. Yeah. Particularly in a city like Montreal. With so yeah, many there's so many options. Less here, yeah. but yeah. still like. Still a ton of options, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. All right, and then we have just about five different sales and mergers. Well, mm-hmm. I think I actually kind of, some of them were sales, but there were two breweries together where it was like, say, Little Beast and Five Paddles sold to private individuals. Yeah. The other ones were sold to other breweries. So Steam Whistle and Bose is the big one. They merged. Now, that could have been the end of 2022, but I thought that was massive because Bose were a first, one of the early movers, not first mover, but early movers in Ontario craft beer. So for them to have to uh sell merge whatever mm-hmm. is wild to yeah. me. crazy really indicative um okay so this is an interesting one skeleton park is a brewery in kingston they bought this was a buyout signal brewery and spearhead this one bugged me the fuck out because skeleton park i don't know much about them but i just knew that they had some beers at the lcbo and that was kind of their thing i'd had signal beers obviously had spearhead hadn't been to any three of these places they're all Kingston uh, PEC kind of area. So being that Skeleton Park were a small brewery and then they bought Spearhead, obviously were quite big. They yeah. were contracting for other, they had like a contract brewery where other breweries would, you know, you buy the tank space or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, wild. So that was a very interesting one. 
Um, but he's keeping all the brands and, and whatever. So yeah, he's keeping all the brands. Yeah. And just trying to sort yeah. of work with that, which is fascinating. Um, Black Oak and Silversmith. So Silversmith and Niagara on the Lake. Black Oak were in like Etobicoke or something from memory. And they were like, is that, or is that Black Creek? I don't know. These were, these was like a brewery that I used to drink like in 2011, 2012. And I don't know much about them. They've just been around forever. And yeah. So them. Redline and Barnstormer in Barry which I think I heard about by word of mouth. I didn't even find any info on that. And uh, Muskoka, they bought Rally Brewery and we had them on the pod. So Rally, um, I think they do. I actually saw the guy, um, po- Alan, um, post like on uh, LinkedIn today and he's moved to BC and started a whole other business and whatever. So I think they, was, they were the beer that were the, um, what do they call them? They were like electrolyte beers. There's a name for it. Anyway. Electrolyte beers? Yeah. Like okay, but I do remember them. The, the, they were like the rehydrating beers correct. and stuff like that. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, so those are like sales and mergers. And then, of course, the big one, without going outside of, and this is just kind of Ontario, Quebec, a little bit of Canada. Yeah. I don't want to go, to, I thought we'd be here for fucking. Yeah, we, yeah, but we just wanted to illustrate how volume. much has happened and how correct. much is going on. And if this, yeah. is, this is just located to one place. Yeah. Um, but obviously the big one in the States was Anchor in mm-hmm. San Francisco, who obviously made the steam beer Can famous. I say one thing? I just had to Google to make sure we were allowed to see say this okay yeah so we're okay because i remember we kind of knew some okay anyways yeah uh mascot bought kensington yes that was the other one so i was like there was another one yeah that uh happened there and i needed to make sure it was like officially written somewhere i just couldn't remember so that was another purchase that happened yes yeah they actually shut down the Kensington location, the Kensington, right? Yes, because Kensington had the location in Kensington Market, and they mm. had a, a, a facility in Vaughan, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then Mascot has a, a King Street Brewery and a Tobacco Brewery. And yeah. I was speaking to Aaron from Mascot. He told me this ages ago. Like, it, was, it wasn't a done deal. Yeah. and um, That's why I couldn't remember the blur. If we could say, oh, yeah. Just, so yeah. I think it's public. Yeah. They closed, he said they were going to keep the Kensington location. Mm-hmm. So maybe they are, and they've just closed that down because he wasn't sure what they were going to do with the brand he was yeah. like oh should i take the skews make everything mascot or should i just run both brands yeah. he wasn't sure depends how much equity is in kensington because that's like probably a large decision it's been around for a while like for example uh little beast had a lot of love behind them so i could see wanting to keep the name and keeping the branding of it i always thought that yeah the same as with five paddles I just it's always... almost like if you take over a restaurant it's just under new management I mean, I guess that's fine. I always feel with breweries, wouldn't you want? I mean, maybe it's just me. Depends like, how you're, why you're purchasing it yeah. and what your thought is. But if something has equity in it, it's beneficial usually. Just hang to on keep to it. it. And yeah. keep, it's just because maybe yeah. some people might like it. It was done a certain way, and then if you change it, then you're going to piss off those you existing take that consumers risk sure. rather than yeah. starting a new brand in the same space. I don't. Know. That's why the best case scenario is you buy the place, and the people who make the stuff is, are still there. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Stay on. Not great that. for the owners, maybe, but like great for like as if if you're purchasing. If you're the yeah. new person, exactly. Yeah. So, great, uh, great sorry, point. but yes, Anchor Brewing. Anchor Brewing, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's happening with that. Still, I know that they were trying to save it. Mm-hmm. There was like a um, to aim into dismay. Funding. Yeah, a good friend aiming. We, we had our friend here from uh, SF at like the exact time, like and he born and raised in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, and like that's part of his big beer drinking. Culture, life, yeah. like part of the identity there. So yeah, mm. that was a big one. He went when they were here in the summer because we took him around a bunch, and they went. He had to go back for work and then come back again. Mm-hmm. But he did like a, a check on check. What is it? Not check bag, like carry on only. Because I was like, ah, oh, because <laughs> yeah, they they, haven't, they travel the right way, which is just easy. Carry which smart, on so was, yeah. yeah. So hopefully they, they they get that going. Yeah. Um. So a stat that you found now, there's not as much stats for beer stuff. It's really tough for Canada. I know that the the provincial bodies and the CCBA 
doing what they can and running all these studies, but the Brewers Association in the States has way yeah, they're really, on everything, diversity yeah. and like blah, 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 all that shit. Maybe so, they just have a full data analysis team. They, I mean, they're really dedicated to breweries that. versus yeah. like a thousand. It's a big I mean, it's yeah. a big difference. And 10x yeah. the population. population. So it makes sense. Yeah. So according to them in 2023, if that was correct, there were 420 breweries that opened and 385 breweries that closed. So it's only 35 different. Yeah. Uh, 30, so really 35 new breweries. Four, yeah. 35. Yeah. Math. Yeah. You're Math, right. Yeah. yeah. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. I haven't, we're both. <laughs> um, but uh, mm. that's. Oh, very wild number that nearly as many breweries that are opening are closing in the and same that year. Might flip, yeah. In like there might be more closures and openings yeah. in the next few years. Well, that's how you get such a slow growth. Yeah, it's exactly that's the formula well, for we're it, in right? The so of growth yeah. right now, it yeah. seems like yeah, exactly. Um, so a, a quote we have here to get. Unless do you want to read that out? Or? Oh yeah. So I just want to introduce again, uh, and this is a lot of this. I tried to also get a lot of Canadian data. So this one is and just like Canadian. Um, input experience context and all that so this is just uh we're gonna really kind mm. of run through some of the reasons that we pulled but what was kind of like alarming i would say is that like we were like oh why well wow, so many breweries are closing like what's yeah. going on then look at this um quote from christine Como. Como, who's the executive director of the Canadian Craft Brewers Association. And she said that 2024 is going to be a really difficult year for many Canadian craft breweries. And I've heard anywhere between 10 and 20% of Canadian breweries could look at closures. Damn. So that's not the direction that we are interested, like no, we are hoping we for. That's not what we want to see. So I thought that was interesting in terms of an outlook. So I wanted to kind of go 10 through. 10 to 20% of Canadian That's a breweries. massive number. How many Canadian breweries are there? A thousand ish. A thousand ish, right? Yeah. So that is a. It might be wrong. Maybe I'll see double check that. Let me see how many. I hope I'm uh, like I I I have that number in my head because I think there's like four hundred four fifty in Ontario or something. Mm -hmm. I think by the time you add it all up, a thousand ish. Yeah. So. Uh, Maybe there's not like any. So either way, say if it's a thousand, that's a hundred breweries. Yeah. It's still a lot. Um, okay, in 2022, think, there were 1224. Okay, there you go. So it wasn't yeah. too far off. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I just wanted to make sure I posted Layla on stories. Give him some love there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know the yeah. fucking vibes. Um, so, yes. Okay, so that's fucking terrible. So the first thing is we need to look at the reasons. I yeah. mean, this is happening. Everyone sort of talks about it. I feel like this happened a lot on the pod, which is what you were referring to earlier. So I might have some qualitative. Yeah. Uh, Anything you've heard over the time in the 1000 podcasts or something like that. But even. I'd have to double check. I don't know how many it's been, but. if This is 154. And if you combine this with the old series plus link up, we're probably somewhere between 350 and 400. Okay. It's just because we didn't okay. do it consecutive. Yeah. Because we the wouldn't have story. changed it. As, we wouldn't have changed the pandemic happened and et cetera, et cetera. But speaking of the pandemic, oh, good segue. one of the very key reasons, which is no surprise, that's why I thought it was we could just get it out of the way first, is obviously the <clears> pandemic <throat> hurt small businesses in general and multiple Period. businesses across the board. Shutdowns <clears throat> over and over again. Could you imagine this life that you have a business and then the government's like, shut it down for 
X amount of months. I don't even remember I mean, I how tell long you, we two did. Two weeks, and then oh, yeah. two more weeks, and then we were talking to years. brewers who were like, "Oh, gotta rush because we're gonna be open and get in the patio." We were we having a one podcast. podcast. Show. Yeah, it was um, Bandit. Bandit because they were ready to open their patio, and then two weeks later they had to close so everything again, down again. And they had to stress and get all this stuff yeah. the night before, and like all the staff were there. And this was like a fr- Thursday or Friday yeah. night or something. Just because was... they were so excited that they finally would be opening and getting to that was when their patio they got to open on the patio, so yeah. people got to have that. So did that, and then in the end you shut down again. So you play this game for give it at least a year and a half because in the mid-2021 is kind of like when people started to be able to go do things county oh you're right thing yeah was out yeah slowly started opening again so that's a year and a half going back that's what i'm saying it was still random though yeah yeah quebec we were in quebec which was uh, a lot more strict on the closures but um which of course we saw there's closures there that ontario had exactly i think was actually almost more stressful for the the business owner in the end because yeah. you got staffed like sorry you're off again like yep. fuck we need you back we need you all back yeah. oh we're short staff because they like you know yeah i don't want to work the staff's like on SIBA some loan like, yeah they're doing siba and speaking of siba they were Sir, something Sir, else Sir, the they were served siba's the business one but speaking of siba and this is makes it makes complete sense well, so siba yeah the there you go. i know the segues are <laughs> seamless um okay so a big portion of this and a large issue is going to be siba loans so siba yes. loans we took a siba loan for, for example so siba yes. loans are uh loans that the government introduced during the COVID 19 pandemic to kind of alleviate mm. some of the burden and pressure for businesses and ease cash flow a little bit so uh uh, small businesses or businesses in general and nonprofits were allowed to take these loans. These are interest-free loans that we had for about two years. And yeah, kind of like oh, kind so of towards the end, end of twenty twenty. So yeah, it probably uh, somewhere between two and three. Yeah, I think it was actually twenty twenty. Or was it the next year? No, I think it was no, twenty twenty. We had to show because we used it for employees. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the end of twenty twenty. So what has happened though? What had happened? It, what had happened is now these loans are up and ready. To, ready by january so 18? can i tell you just a small joke about the government here i just gotta say joke a small away. joke so i remember any... like we knew already that they did extend it a year so i will say that like there was a time remember the siba loan was supposed to be due remember, last year and then they extended it and now uh, we had it due december 31st 2023 mm-hmm. then a bunch of business owners like a whole coalition came together to try to extend it they're like hey listen when you think about it everybody like the hospitality sectors have not bounced back in full. They're nothing like what they were pre-pandemic, right? There's still so much that has changed, even just with the economy in general, people might not be eating out as more. There's so much that's gone down, right? So now you're not making as much, but you have to pay back this interest fee loan. So they went to the government and asked, you know, like, hey, can we extend this out? And they're like, yeah, till January 18th. So they're like, instead of December 31st, I saw now when when I was paying ours in the back end, because we paid we paid ours in if full. If you paid in time, you got to keep some. Because you get money. to keep some, so you so, got, didn't have yeah. to pay the whole amount back. Yeah. and there was I don't know what there was a million different. It's ones. a we good forgiveness. For yeah, the small one there was a forgiveness amount that they gave you if you pay early. So we paid early to keep the amount, but. In the end, not everyone is going to be able to pay early. And when you think about breweries and stuff, they're taking way more money than like someone who has a service-based business, for example, is yeah, taking. So you're not making as much money as you used to, likely, or maybe just recovering. And now on top of everything, you have to pay the government. You either feel obligated that you should rush to pay the interest-free loan back so you can get the forgiveness amount, or you're going to now start right coming back into paying a fee again. Now you're adding to your monthly costs because you now you have to pay. That loan is up now. Yes. So because they're not recovering as fast. So for example, in uh, BC, the BC Craft Brewers Guild said that 15% of its members are might face closure if they don't get mm. extension on these loan payments. This is how you contribute to 
closures with this exactly. It's like not understanding what's happening on the ground Mm. and just holding people to like, just, oh, well, you said that and this is the way it's going to be. So it has to be that. And we're not going to think of all the other factors maybe around this and the fact that small businesses are the backbone to society and that we need them actually for economies to thrive. But that's kind of what that feels like right there. So Mm. that's going to be a huge part, unfortunately, that's going to contribute to closures likely is because that these loans are due. And when you think of all the other operational costs that you have when you run a business to have to go and pay back a loan on top of it now, it's going to be hard for a lot of people as well. Yeah. Craft beer is, is having, and right now, in the end, of, this is the slowest time of year for the vast majority of brewers. Yes, that's what they've always told us too. In general, that this is the time, especially yeah. with the dry January, and yeah, people have these goals they that they're making and yeah, stuff yeah. like that at the beginning of the year. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know enough about how this could have worked, but to me, it didn't seem like you know throwing money at people was good at the time but then you didn't look at this side and if we're going to lose all they did was bought those businesses a few more years i, I yeah. don't know maybe there was a better I think way the loan it. should have been longer i think it should have been a longer term loan that's my thought we're just dashing mm. money around left right and center at stuff so i feel like something like this where you <clears> understand <throat> how important small businesses are that loan shouldn't have been a two-year to three-year loan it should have been five years maybe. because it took longer for it to recover so it's yeah. more like when because the obviously the economy's in the shitter yeah the interest rates are through the roof everything's expensive and knowing that the interest rates are already people through haven't the got roof, money so to spend how yes. the fuck are you expecting a brewery to come back and pay back and potentially hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars and i actually want to talk about that too because what some people might not understand if you're like a consumer and not so much in a a business part of it it's like when you're launching the business when you take out these loans at a certain interest rate it's very it's like the mortgage so if you own a home it's the same thing right you took out a loan at a certain rate thinking things are going to be a certain way and then when things skyrocket that skyrockets your expenses so on when you have two things like this where the interest rates are so high that's also something you should look at for sure there's somebody who's in economic in, in economics who can see what's going on and be like i don't know man if we make these people pay these loans back and in addition they're already likely paying a higher interest across the board because everything's more expensive maybe we should expand this out a little bit maybe not 18 days right maybe yeah, we go a little bit days. like little what do you further. think what's going to happen in 18 days over christmas that's going to make people have all this money all of a sudden and relieve them so that they can pay you back like it's so ridiculous and because you want the money, money you want them well, to pay like, and you want them to pay yeah. the interest rate and you want you want that money back plus interest that's why it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough to comment. I've got my feelings, but I don't know if I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. That's another podcast. I don't want to say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe yeah. that's another podcast. But anyway, yeah, so, so that's, that's a, a big part of it. That's so a that huge was probably part. like the thing because I also had not to mention all of the things that you just said, but yeah. like the, the, the sort of like, I almost like, like, the only word I can think of is like a fake upturn. Like it wasn't going, they were like, oh my God, shit is booming. We can't make enough beer. Like yeah. it's just fucking flying out. The yeah. People are lining up. The online orders are going. Like yeah. this is crazy. Which I do want to say there was that pandemic part too where. But this is the, the yeah. backspring from that scene. Yeah. It's like going, everyone's got money to spend because they're not going out. So yes. they're like, fuck it. I can buy a case of double IPAs and just go nuts and drink every night. Yeah. And all of a sudden everyone's fat and broke and, and then not <laughs> probably sick too. Yeah. And then. It's just, it, it, this is just the pendulum swing back from that. And the government's just throwing out money. I was like, yeah, we'll deal with it later. It's and what does that good. cause? Inflation. Yeah, which reduces our purchasing power across the board. And obviously. even just looking into the economic theories of inflation, because I never really paid attention in the past. Because mm-hmm. we got, whatever, we got fucked with all of this stuff like everybody else. Yeah. And 
I was, it doesn't make any sense unless some sort of economist can explain inflation. I would to love me. if there's an economist listening right now and could tell and us why this why. makes sense. <laughs> why do you choke people's ability to buy things at a time when, anyway, just figure out how to grow, figure out how to get more, just like to stop the supply demand thing. So help people get more supply. Yeah. Because if people want to buy shit, let them buy. Anyway, fuck, bro. It kills me. It kills yeah. me. The lack of logic. This is the whole thing. We always talk about this in our business. It's eight o'clock, so it's time for his dinner. Oh, that's why I'm like, why are you We can pause because we have to pause as well, which actually is Can no we sweat. pause so we, we can, can totally feed him? Let's that would actually be him. a great one. Thank so, you. So this is actually good. Barry, you're so smart. We're gonna, we'll keep this back. You guys won't even know. So the by him, we mean our dog, by the our way. Our dog, Barry. Because they can't see that he's pawing at me. Oh, he's like, I don't know. So I was like, why is he pawing at me? He's been staring at you for the last five minutes. All right, we're back in a sec. We are back. You didn't even notice we left. <laughs> Barrington fed. We're going to keep this going. All right. So we talked about the first reason was the pandemic. Yeah. Pretty obvious to a degree. Uh, yeah. Next one. Operational costs. Okay. So no surprise there. Yes. Uh, rent was an example that we talked about. So this impacted Calister. Yep. Oh, sorry, we didn't talk about the barn cat, but that was their reason for closing, right? Landlord was putting the rent up to a point where it made it no not feasible not to. Feasible. So obviously breweries encourage a lot of operational costs. So uh, when you think about production expenses, materials, packaging, taxes, and transportation, and then coupled with the interest rates, this is an overall small business problem in general. So I actually was looking at two this could change between everybody, but some operational costs in general and what that could look like as a breakdown. And I'd be curious if any breweries tell you, give their perspective on this after, we, after we've spoken mm -hmm. and said these out, but they're saying the operational costs can be uh, labor expenses already, it could be up to 35% of a brewery's total operating costs, and then inventory can account for 20 to 30% of their annual revenue as well. Like actually- So like you're operating in some really stuff. small margins potentially too. So when you're already operating mm, with small not margins, taxes. not to mention taxes, and then these things get added, again, you could be producing a phenomenal product and doing really well in, on the consumer side, yep. and people love you, but, if it's so expensive to run something, eventually there's a point where it doesn't make dollars and cents and mm. you gotta, and maybe that's again in the barn cat, where it's like, you can see everyone loves them. So you're like, everyone loves you, why are you closing? How's that possible? You know, you're like, you're the people like you, that's all you need. And it's like, no, that's not all you need, unfortunately, yeah. so. Um, and just so you know, you have this note here that the Callister Brewing's rent was going up by 45%. So that's like, are you Call kidding me? You Our mortgage went up fifty percent, so we know the vibes. Yeah, like was it was it, fine. Forty no, percent. Yeah, forty percent. But like, obviously, we can in make it year. happen. But we're not on it. We're not having a cost like theirs are. That was like a, no. they said ten thousand dollars a month more. They were yeah, which is at. crazy. That means yeah. think about that. If ten thousand, that means it's already like twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's close too. Yeah, you know. So of so, course. Operational costs definitely fucked up. Uh, not to mention, uh, you mentioned him the materials and stuff, but hops, grain, mm -hmm. yeast, all this stuff has gone up. And if you think of breweries that are doing like hop forward beers, yeah. they're fucked. And you have to contract them like a year or so out. Yeah. Particularly, and to get the hard to get hops, like the freestyle hops from New Zealand, all the Kiwi stuff and whatever, the Yakima stuff. Like, I actually would love your perspective on that based on the conversations you've had, because to an extent that has to go down into pricing, right? But I'm not aware of, so you may have this more, is the, I don't see the cost of beer increasing, but you purchase more, so you can tell me. Yeah. Is that year on year, do you notice that there are significant, as in this usually costs offset like to- Like retail? Yeah, usually costs offset to the uh, consumer. Yeah. Do you notice that breweries are putting their costs up significantly, or do you notice in general that 
you're like, oh, you know, like lattes, for example. Once upon a time, we paid five dollars, yeah, and it was like ten bucks. Like, and every time we're like, what's twenty dollars now? There's one place that's like here, that's like seventeen bucks for my yeah. large latte and your yeah. flat white, yeah, which is insane. So, and I remember when we things used to be ten dollars, but do you notice that as significantly with breweries? No, because it they feels like they're, they're capped to an extent, they right? Are. That's literally guys at Third Moon told us that they said okay. that they the market can't sustain any raises in the money. Mm-hmm. So the problem with that is that whilst the you know say if there was a shit because it's agricultural products yeah. all of the things that they have so say it's a poor grain harvest which doesn't really happen so it's more in the hops yeah if there was a shit harvest yeah then there there's just less supply and the, but the demand doesn't change yeah so therefore it just has to go up in price because they have to make them overhead so they will they offset that enough. price they'll, they'll put no, that price they there. don't no. they eat it Oh, so okay. I, like yeah. they were telling us that like it come sometimes it might be a five percent margin, Jeez. which is unacceptable. That you yeah. can't run a business on five yeah. percent margin. Yeah. yeah, so that's a big big problem. Now I, maybe not all breweries are feeling it like that because I've had other people tell me they think it's fine. The um, in terms of the margins the, the that, they have, that they have, or the okay. I had one particular person say that they didn't really think that was the case, mm-hmm. uh, at least for them. But they could speak for them, but they don't make the type of beers that these other guys. Yeah, do that or if you're thinking about, say, a brewery like a Third Mood, or like say, um, like Badlands, Badlands, for example, part. they're making like very obviously hop forward, very robust beers that all have to be more expensive. There's just no, there's just no choice. Yeah, you otherwise just, you you get what you pay for. That's always going to be the case. Personally. Yeah, but like I'm willing. And that's what I, I want to ask you next is yeah. like, do you feel that the market rate is fair for what the cost of beer is? Do you think it could be higher and it would still be fair? Or do you, you think it could like, be? I think it can go up a bit, but like mm-hmm. I'm not, there's people because pricing is something we should probably touch on here. I know we had it. I don't know if we actually had oh, it. Oh, I just had it kind of as always like something I want to talk about, but oh, so it's not even in a specific that area. That's why. Because yeah. that is also a part of it, yeah. right? Like the pricing. So Because I'm thinking operational I'm costs. To... I'm just thinking like normally what that looks like is that you have to put up the – every year our services go up, right? Yeah. And sometimes we – there was a point one time where we raised our services by 50%, and yeah. that just became the rate and people paid for it. But it's a service, not a product, not a product. or a commodity of sorts. Yeah. Even though it's like weird because it's like not just a commodity. Well, it's also art. <laughs> craft beer compared to maybe domestic macro beer yeah. is, is, you're right. Yeah. But, so. it's, but it's looked at that way probably by the market mm-hmm. as opposed, or, or maybe some consumers. Yeah. Whereas like we are appreciate, we'll pay more for things we like, whether it's clothing or. That's why our lattes are $20 latte, now. Yeah. <laughs> we want to support small yeah. cafes, but we tend well, to go to other it's 20 bucks because of that plus tips. So then you end up. I think it turns up to so, be yeah. 17. Yeah. Or eight, 17 or 18 at one place. I don't Depending, want to call yeah. them out here. No, 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 it's like, fine. It's just what it is. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, the, I can, I don't mind. So you're like, I don't even, to be, okay, it's really clear. I don't even look at the price. Because mm-hmm. unless it's like the bottle, you know it's going to be like 20. But I know like a can of haze or whatever, it's going to be under 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I get it from a place that I know is adding a little bit on. But if I wanted to get those beers otherwise, I would be paying a shipping fee. Yeah, or you have to buy it in four pack, right? Thank yeah. you. And that is a big pet peeve of mine. I'm not a four pack Shout out guy. Durand. Shout out Durand for that. And I yeah. appreciate it. And there's other, you know, Wild Brew and Barry and a bunch of other really great spots that uh, do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think there's certain segments of the market who would pay, you know, 25 cents more can, 50 mm-hmm. cents more can, cool. It'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, if everything's 10 bucks a can, like it's, it feels like Australia and it's going to be ridiculous. So something's going to have to give. Yeah. Um, 
and there's also then there's the, that's the consumer say for the craft beer. Then there's like the LCBO consumer, and they're like three dollars ten for a lager. Fuck okay. that. Okay. And like that's what people are telling me. Yeah. So I don't know people like that personally yeah. because the people like I guess I or I don't talk. Their craft to anyone. beer fans are the ones to pay for. It, they're excited. It's different. and they don't yeah. even think about it. But yeah. I, I've had a few pods. I know we had Jeff from town. We talked about pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking about pricing with Shahan from Lost Craft on but the phone. What was Jeff's recently. thoughts on? Um, Jeff was just explaining pricing. it. He was like, yeah. any of his beers that go over four dollars the sales is fascinating yeah and they're phenomenal beers town yeah Yeah. so his crispy is like quick ones like 350 or something and i know steam whistle is like 365 Mm -hmm. Uh, i know bellwoods bellwise is four dollars fifty which is insane so that nothing's even close okay so that must mean they're on like isn't that we don't know their sales but i'd be so curious to know because there's also a thing here where when you do increase prices in other markets and other businesses, like other industries, that adds a sense of premium to it, and then that actually makes people more interested in purchasing it. I think is that to a degree. So I think that might go. So it's actually lot. smart. I'm wondering if it is actually oh, beneficial. Oh, it's just so pot like positioned like damn near a dollar more than anything else. Yeah, like I then, wonder if that actually is beneficial in point. the end. Someone would have to do like some type of test or something Gucci to of, see. Uh, yeah, because I was like, do you become luxury? <laughs> um, and I don't even know. I know there's a time where like pricing gets added for status, like say buying a, a Yeezy hoodie or something like that. Yeah. For example, you buy it from the Gap. It's thirty to forty dollars, and you buy it from Kanye. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars or mm-hmm. something. But uh, I, if what if Bellwoods in the end could just be like, hey, we have a large overhead. You see, you see us. We're around a lot. Yeah. We got to cover these costs. So in the end, and this is a really good product, and that's the cost because right. when we've done all the things of all the things we're spending, this is the cost. And I don't. I assume they're in more of a middle ground than comparison to like a Nickel Brook or something like that, right? Yeah, or Nickel like wouldn't a, be for the Lagers. Or GLB, because no, they're no, so they massive. Be, they got scale. That they have scale, well, and Bell the Woods scale lets scale you drive now. your costs in. That's what I'm wondering, but I'm, I'm assuming Bellwoods would still be. I think you're right. I think there's yeah. a brand positioning. Yeah. There. I'd love to talk to them about it. Shasta Luke. Like, I'd love to know what they're thinking there in this day and age, because when the last time we had them on the pod proper was forever mm-hmm. ago, and yeah. they were still like the hype. They're the only place getting lines. Yeah. And then over the pandemic, they moved to be an LCBO, not an LCBO brand, but to have like tons of SKUs in the LCBO, not just like, oh, like, oh my God, Jutsu's in the air. Like yeah. now it's like yeah. 10, 15. I remember it was so epic and such a big yeah. deal with Jutsu. I'm was happy like, for Yeah, it's very cool. And that's what I'm saying. But maybe in the end, because they can't make things, and they're not making things at a massive scale, obviously like a, like a macro brewery, that cost, they were not, they are like, this is the cost and that's the cost that makes sense. Could and be maybe it. there has to be that thing maybe and you force people into gonna... eventually purchasing and they just do it. Like, yeah. I'm just curious because no, maybe it's kind of unfair in the end that there is this thing where it's like the market is saying like, no, I don't want to spend more than 310 yeah. And then you're suffering because... Well, they wouldn't be the customers, I think, for craft beer. I think those people are... are, are customers of different breweries and then how do you expand though if you don't become everyone's customer that's probably the biggest (laughs) because like there's only so many of you or you have to make you're right or you have to make a skew that is lower price Mm -hmm. you have to come down to where the market's at in the three dollar mark whether it's a crispy or something else yeah get the mainstream kind of drink is off whatever they're spending on right now but it's hard because most people don't have 
the, the available income mm-hmm. or or maybe an understanding of the value of craft beer and why it's better yeah to do it because they're like i'm trying to get drunk bro yeah give me a six pack of pbr like i was with my barber the other night just before christmas and getting a cut and he offered me a pbr and <laughs> he doesn't doesn't he like, know you he knows know. he's okay. like you're not too good for that are you? and i was like uh he's like really Seriously? i actually love pbrs but yeah you like them but yeah. i had a bad experience i was like i would i would have done it because i've told the story before where i declined a budweiser to a friend and i thought about it a bunch because i kind of almost felt i wasn't rude about it but i kind of like ah, i probably should have just taken it mm-hmm. but I did because I'd had a bad experience and it fucked me up. We were on tour and we all got ruined off PBRs the first night and it fucked the whole tour up. Yeah. And I just, I can't drink them. I can't That's fair. But he, I'm like, I was, like, I was asking him, like, what what do you normally drink? And drinking, he was like, oh, I'd get PBRs, just keep them around because they're like the cheapest thing possible. Mm. But he's, oh, you know, if I'm drinking, I'll have like at least one tall can of beer or something. But I bet he would buy a high price, high price whiskey. Clifford a lot. Oh, he does. And that's what he See? does. He goes, I knew I it. I was like, yeah. Because I also knowing you know him. No, no, I'm not like, I know him, but knowing of him it's like see and that's so that that is there it's like you will pay what you've been primed to uh value value yep so that almost just sounds like the issue is a value proposition which comes with like a mass marketing yeah it's kind of hard to to push that yeah but because it is as good in the end like you're you dedicate your new year's other people pop champagne and you're popping (laughs) all like farmhouse sales and things like that do you know what i mean yeah so like aren't cheap and they're really well made but you understand it so it just seems like there that is missing from the larger population so it's almost like you don't need to technically decrease maybe your pricing it's Mm -hmm. almost like you need to change your customer that, like maybe you're just and, yeah. and expand that base out a little bit. How do you bit. do that? And that's the problem. I don't think mm-hmm. people have cracked that code anywhere yeah. in the world because there's different sizes. Well, other industries can, have. Other industries, yeah. but in beer, it's a very specific thing. It's always yeah. been the can was looked down upon. Yeah. Beer, that's why beer was always in bottles. Cans only happened in the last decade. I'm so happy the can era came in. Yeah, the yeah. bottles were just annoying. So like it was a different perspective and perception and positioning as you're saying so to break hundreds of years of or 100 years say in the industrial age mm-hmm. of like canned domestic macro mass-produced beer yeah like it's very fucking difficult for to, sure to, to do that so i think that's the challenge i don't think any of the bit there's big we're going to give some examples of say like down at, towards the end of, a, of a, a brewery or maybe a few different ones that are why are these guys so successful? And we can yeah. look at that very briefly. But anyway, the pricing is definitely. Yeah, I don't. Want to dwell I just think it's it. interesting. I just think it's an interesting thing where it's like, yeah, do you do you price higher so that you can meet your margins and force the market to comply, or do I don't you? Know. It's just interesting. Economy, I don't and know. that's probably just a large. Maybe not. Right that's now. a whole large conversation. Flush. Yeah, yeah. Maybe when the, yeah the economy but had more money. What do you money. do in the downturns? And you can't. Yeah. And you, but your prices are stagnant, so you can't. If your cost this much, and you need yeah. to make some money on it, you can't like. Yeah, lose it just money. feels incredibly unfair to your for your cost to increase, and then that not, and you just have Be to eat all on. of it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so and that's interesting. So that's an- interesting. another one there. So yeah, I thought that was that I, was a good little segue yeah, into yeah. naturally. Yeah. So the other one then is market saturation and drinking preferences. Mm-hmm. So we all know there was this mm. massive craft beer boom, obviously, right? Bos gets launched. I'm just saying, is one yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is excited and was, loving. Was like yeah, good time. Um, 
after the pandemic, there was actually, which we talked about always, when we were going to the park in Montreal, we noticed that people were drinking. Like there was like one summer, and I feel, and it was like right post pandemic or right when you were allowed to be in parks and stuff more. Would be my guess. Yeah, and we're like, everyone has like the. Um, the Mike's, what's not the Mike's, what? not the Mike's lemonade. He's been around forever. A White Claw. White Claw. Was I was the like, whoa! It's like everyone's bringing boxes of White but Claw back the in the day. Brands, yeah, and Montreal's local brands. Big, but, big on that. Yeah, but there was still a lot of like White Claws. When I remember, people used to bring beer packs. in packs to because yes. in Montreal, wonderful place. You get to drink in the park legally and From live time. your best life. Um, so I remember that and be like, that's interesting that everyone has like the White Claws. What's going yeah. on there? So. The ready to drink, and when we say ready to drink, these are just the drinks that are either like made in a can, like they might be a mix. Yeah, so they're pre-mixed drinks, um, which were popular in Australia, but weren't as popular here. Mm. And then uh, seltzers in general. The ready to drink consumption has grown 104% in the past two years, while all other market segments of alcoholic beverages have contracted in their percent of equivalent volume. That's crazy. That 104%. uh, Almost like that's, that's one of the major things here, it sounds like. That would have to be mm. a huge thing. And I'm unfortunately one of those people. Yeah. So I know it. Sorry. I know that I am a contributor of this. And that's why it's like not even that I'm not so surprised, but I'm just like, whoa. It's like I naturally got why, there. Why did you go? Because that could be the same reason other people did. Uh a few things, uh, which I... It wasn't like you were sense. buying beer. I was just sharing. No, it's, yeah, it's not even like I was crazily buying beer. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's just that I even stopped consuming, so you probably would buy less, or I just consume it less in general. I found so, other ways to do Yeah, to other drink, people yeah. are on top of it. If they're, if they're like me, then they were purchasing, but they they would have switched over to ready to drinks perhaps. Uh So the reason that I did was because I was just being more health conscious. And when you have these RTDs, a lot of them are like low cal and you know, all the ingredients in there, they're kind of there. I know beer, you know, the ingredients extent, but they're a bit more full, right? So calorically, that makes them a bit more dense, where when you have like a Willibald, I'm at like the Willibald uh, seltzers, I'm at like 90 calories Mm. in a can. You're like, yeah, I can have like seven of these. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So that's, and I think that's a shift that people had coming out of the pandemic where they were eating and consuming a lot. So they're probably looking at ways to cut back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, And and they're a lot uh, cheaper too. Like the seltzers particularly, that's why White Claws, because I think you, I don't know what they were costing. I haven't bought them, but um, they're probably- in I was at um what's the fucking place called One Stop. It's a brew, it's a beer shop in Rochester, New York, and we've been there a couple of times. I was, we were there I don't know like a month ago, and I was talking to the dude, and uh, he was telling me because he remembered me from last time, and he was like, oh the um, we're talking about Happy Dad, the seltzer yes. brand, and he was like, oh man, before they got distro, I used to drive down. Is that to, the Milk Boys one? Yeah, the Milk yeah. Boys one, and he used to drive I think to New York City from Rochester, which is probably to get to get Happy Dad. And come back with like damn near a pallet full in a truck, like fill, get like a sprinter van type thing oh my and fill that bitch up. Wow. And he said people will come from Canada and they would buy like a dolly, like a treehouse. Yeah. Cases of this shit. Yeah. And he's like, it's like 20 bucks for a 12 pack. Mm. And he said, what's that work out to be? It's less than $2 yeah. a can. Yeah. Um, I didn't and, even notice that. I don't think that's, that's not the same with when I'm purchasing the craft one. So correct. Cause but you yeah. still go the craft one, but my yeah. point is it comes back to both the calorie uh, conscious people, yes. but also the price conscious people, yes. because if you're going to go and spend, you're not going to get a good craft beer. Like you can get Godspeed. I think it's three fifty or three seventy five for a short can, which delicious, I delicious flawless perfection. product. Yeah. But not everybody thinks it's worth that because you could get two 
like old, what's it called? The you know the old style Pilsner, that shitty like Labatt one or whatever it is. You know it if you see it in the, yeah. in the LCBO. You might guess like two dollars something you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old with O L D E styled Pilsner. I think it's got like a white can with um, colorful drawing on it or whatever. It's not. I don't like it at all. But see, that is like two dollars something because I was looking at prices recently. Is so it I was the like, best one that has the colorful like the people on the city and stuff? Oh, of course they're making me do the oh, logging. The um, yeah, that one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you look at that, like, and that's two dollars something in the LCBO. You know, it's so co- funny that I said that to you. And one of the questions I typed it in. And one of the questions is, "How many carbs are in old style pilsner?" Like the the suggested people also right. ask. But anyway, I just thought it was funny because we're talking about the the actual yeah. conscious stuff. Yeah. So like exactly because people that proves that that's one of the questions yeah. that Google brings up. So if you look at that, say that's like two fifty. It's less than two. I swear it was like two thirty five or two fifteen or something obscene like that. Mm-hmm. You can go and get. Now this is if you're not if you don't care, you can go spend three seventy five, which is all which is like not that far off from twice as much for less beer and yeah. like why would you do that yeah unless you cared about quality yeah so to me it's worth it but to some person who just wants to get drunk and they don't give a fuck they don't know the difference between that and godspeed yeah like they can't taste it their palate isn't refined and that's okay it's not a judgment but like why would you and i, I understand yeah. so then that's why a lot of people i think went to white claw well, i guess it's like why like why would beer. you have shake shack when you can have mcdonald's or something i guess in the end but shake shack is far superior and far more superior. delicious so yes ever. or why do you go to a, like a high price restaurant first but nobody here versus... should go to the one in toronto though you shouldn't even open <laughs> don't go there you shouldn't go we're just and, better and to go line. to buffalo honestly there's no point uh, even trying for toronto for the, like the first yeah, five months probably seen. so that was the yeah so that was that about that and then and I have some additional yeah, thing going, on that because I was sharing my own oh, thoughts about, about that, the... but there actually has the, the real, the, there's data behind that that says in 2022, after the COVID restrictions eased, there was an increase in off-premise alcohol consumption with more people drinking at spaces away from bars, mm. which means you're taking mm. cans and you're doing all that and the ready-to-drinks are just so convenient. I know the beer cans are, but they got used to it. Yeah. So the industry saw an increase then. Um, driven by desire for premium products. Mm. And that's why I was asking, I thought it was interesting about the Bellwoods because I'm like, people actually do want to spend, they're considering that premium and they want to be holding something more premium and drinking something right. more premium. But maybe that um, doesn't tra- translate to beer. And maybe again, and that's going to come with education, Don't I think. Know why. But uh, I, it's what you said. You said it's a centuries old perception yeah, that well, would need to be, that, yes, right. and the only way to change that. For example, there's a brand right now that always was making these water bottle. Uh, I actually want to research it because it's the a huge Wendanga? interest marketing. No, no, no. Um, it was like, uh, I have to look it up later, but it was a, oh no, it's a water bottle Mm -hmm. and it was just a standard water bottle. Um, that people have been using forever, but they started marketing that it became like larger on Pinterest and then they end up started marketing it. And anyways, they're killing it now, but they're like a 150 year old brand. They just changed. It's like the product didn't change. Nothing changed. It's the consumer changed. And now they're blowing up. Gotcha. I just can't remember the name of the company right now, but it's a reusable, it's a reusable water bottle company. Hmm. Um, so I'm just thinking sometimes it's like you either educate your customers to move them in the direction that you want, or you look for another customer. Gotcha. That's a whole other conversation because I know they're obviously there's a lot in what the industry is made up of and all that stuff. So there's a whole vibe and stuff that already exists there, but I think it's interesting um, because they're ready to drinks or seeing that. So some of the opportunities here, when we're talking about that, there's some craft breweries that Mm. I think I would, I love, I can still support them and pay. If more anything, I'm giving more money now to them because before you were getting the beers and I was kind of drinking your beers, but now I'm like, oh yeah, you're getting from Willibald. Then can you get me the vodka? But you get like a case. And I get a case. 
So now I'm just stacking. Reasonable brass. Yeah, it's great. And it's fantastic. And then I feel good about it because I'm still supporting local. Yeah. So that feels like a good opportunity there. But again, it also, I understand beer is art and it's a craft. So it has to be something that you love and are passionate about and want to do. Yeah. Um, But that definitely feels like a good opportunity there. And it feels like Willow Ball kind of communicated that as well. Mm -hmm. Then you have Lost Craft, for example. They have the Dejado and the Pink Gin Fizz. Yeah. Uh, collective great. slaying it in all the yeah it. slaying it love collective outfit the fridge with those two dominion has the city seltzer brand mm-hmm. um and some of them really seem to be doubling down on it even this year there's some interesting things they're doing good for them wellington has mm-hmm. that delicious hop water why is it so good Sparkling. such a good hot, yeah, hop water on that a lot for yeah me to go and get like a case yeah i would love to do that and then when you look at that then non then i feel even though i'm drinking less beer i'm still giving you money i don't know what the margins yeah. is on that but that's probably a pretty sweet deal. They're like two bucks a can. Yeah. And I guess by the time, but maybe they're making up for the R&D for it. But either way, two bucks a can of this like water is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, and then the non-alcoholics, of course, Belly, Bellwoods went in there. Libra, phenomenal. That's collective Gasly. again in yeah. the NA department there. Athletic. Who came to Canada and they actually, I think they brew and ship locally now. Yeah. So it makes it super easy to, to, to get, get them. So, and I mean, in like, a, a world where they are, <clears throat> sci- you know, you have like uh, health bodies telling you to drink less. I feel like that's a really good way to to break in the market yeah so i've had i I agree and i there was this thing we saw a while ago where it was saying to breweries to become um a beverage beverage company Mm -hmm. we saw it when we were researching it for something else a little while ago Mm -hmm. and i've mentioned that to some people and i think there's some folk and this is what i understand not all breweries want to do that and it's fair it It is fair beer right yeah so if they are having to change their whole shit and introduce all this stuff. A lot of them are just like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do the R and you can't just bust out a non-alcoholic beer. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And like Matt from Rorschach was telling, we've said this before, but he's always said that like, it costs just as much, if not more to make their free spirit, non-alcoholic IPA than it does a regular mm-hmm. uh, alcoholic IPA. Yeah. So it's a lot of time, energy, effort, taking, you know, really figuring it out, testing, uh, you know, it's a lot of, like, it took Bellwoods years to get to this yeah. spot. It took Libra years, like, Well, their beers are phenomenal. Yeah, so Bellwoods yeah. are just, like, exceptional what they've done with it, and yeah. it's great. Stay classy is <clears throat> it's chef's kiss. Yeah, but if you think about Libra's that, amazing. it's like five bucks a pop. Yeah, I know, that's, it's the same price yeah. as the other thing. Well, if so. you're saying it costs the same <clears throat> amount, then... Because they're probably putting a similar amount of hops in. So you know what, then? That means it's not about the cost, it's about the market uh opportunity yeah so it's about the person who maybe is trying to drink less and giving them more options to buy from you but i agree that you shouldn't have to if you don't want to it's just that maybe that's why these you just giving more like well obviously we're a social media agency if all of a sudden you're trying to tell us to go do something like like, no no that's not what we do do. yeah Yeah, that's not our vibe so i get it it's more just like an an option like you said like like if you want to go a little further with this and maybe give yourself a bit of a break because it seems like Willable, the, the, the seltzers are just delicious for them. Sorry, just, yeah. yeah, and they're really good. They're, they're really good. So yeah, they're great. The branding's good on top of it. Everything's flawless in that. And then yeah. they have great, obviously, just distilled products in general. So, right, which they yeah. were saying is even is much harder. And that's mm-hmm. what um, Shahan from Lost Craft also has... Um, it's a cold tequila. local it- spirits, I think it's called. Oh, the they, they have the tequila yeah. soda, but they have mm-hmm. all the other other spirits. And yeah. like he was explaining to me recently that how difficult it is to get into the spirits industry. And I was like, oh wow, it's totally different. Yeah. So like that's, but he wants to do that. Mm-hmm. They're doing RTD. That's what they want to do. Yeah. And they've done a cider, and they have like a keep a cider on deck. So yeah. like that's what they want to do. That's what Willabold does. That's what Collective wants to do. Dominion had their water. Well, so all of these, you know, Spearhead was the first one we actually saw with the Aqua water, which is yes. That water was so botanical good. water. I yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. So like 
you just have to want to do it and you yeah. want to do it at scale yeah because that's what's going to be a new revenue stream so it's really all about revenue streams at this particular point in time and potentially your core offerings of beer may not be that revenue stream that's going to get you through this hump yeah or dip or whatever the fuck because when you're even saying this though when i think about like uh if a marketer is sitting in a room and thinking about how to expand or get more people drinking the product of the business uh -huh. they're like thinking about the house right so they're like okay so an average house has one has a couple and the couple might have two kids and blah 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 right that's why mcdonald's markets to kids you know because the kids are telling their parents to <laughs> come and bring them in yeah, yeah, yeah. um so it does though there is a benefit there where they're like oh there might be a craft beer drinker but if he takes you know his partner over to a certain establishment and we have a gin for that partner maybe because they don't like craft through. beer then we get then we're increasing their ticket price and it's better if it's your own product because the margins are going to be higher exactly. on it and then you can sell that not yeah. just through your own channels but you can throw them through the lcbo depths whatever, when they brew the all that and stuff. there's some wild numbers i think from like the bigger guys that they're going kind of um bigger guys mm -hmm. and gals uh going into like um uh, a lot more of the beverage space, no? Kind of yeah. like beverage and marijuana, I think. Aren't they doing like beverage? Collective and... are doing weed. They oh, do, I meant um... like the the macro, like the AB and Bev. Aren't they like really oh. like going full beverage? Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah well, they're they, like White Claw's macro. Yeah, they got they got those small company. They got oh yeah. Out. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, they've been doing it. They yeah. have Bud Light seltzers. So there's also something where you have to brands. pay attention a little it's... bit to what some massive people are doing. Again, obviously, it has to financially make sense. I'm just always thinking about like what would be some differentiating factors that would yeah. help. Uh, you know, expand because then maybe if I have brand recognition on one side, then if I do see a product, even if it is the beer and I don't normally drink beer, maybe I would just because I love collective at this point, right. you know? And then you're just going to want to support them regardless. Yeah. 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 Who is like, I would definitely encourage any, any breweries who obviously every, I don't think anyone's really thriving, thriving right now. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe there are, I would hope so. I, I mean, I hope so too, but yeah. it feels like across the board. There probably is, but I mean, it's like, like, probably like if you're not sure. in general are kind of, yeah. Yeah, having a bit of a thing going bit on. Of time. Yeah. I just encourage breweries just to just consider it and just look yeah. and see if there's anything that you're interested in that could be another revenue stream because it's worked for a bunch yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. Even Third Moon has the water. Which was and the seltzers. Very, they have seltzers or, and yeah. water. Yeah, 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 water yeah, yeah, yeah. The packaged water. See, and it's like, I'm sure that's helped just bring it into more people's hands. But that's, yeah, yeah, we told him to do it on the on the, the, oh, the water thing. You did, the water, yeah. Because like, I was like, yo, you should can that. We yeah. all said that. Yeah. And then they did it, which was great. Yeah. Because we, but we wouldn't have thought to say that if we hadn't seen City Seltzer or the Wellington Hot yeah. Waters or the Spearhead Aqua. Yeah. So we saw that and we're like, oh, you've got this lime stuff that you guys just crushed through. Fucking put it in cans and sell it. People yeah. will buy it. Um. So that was, you know, th there's a lot of opportunities. Like once again, you have to kind of want to do it. So you don't have to do any of these things, but I would just say if you're looking for another way to do it, you know, you can keep going hard and, and push in the beer stuff. That doesn't have to change. But like, you know, if you can offer something different, the mm. very least if your establishment can have, like you said earlier, like everywhere we went this year, 2023, yeah. we traveled a lot and every place you weren't drinking beer, but we were able to get pretty much everywhere, wine, seltzer, yeah. spirits. Every now and then I did. Um, but yeah, a lot of the time the diversity was there, yeah. especially in the, we'll say, yeah, in the in States. The States was way, yeah. yeah. Like we went to, uh, it wasn't Triple Cross, it was a Triple Crossing that had like the cocktails on um, the draft. Veil. No, it was the Veil. You're thinking Richmond. Right yeah, place, yeah, yeah, yeah. Richmond. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, they had the Veil, they had like old fashioned and um, like 
cool cocktails on draft even i was like this is amazing yeah you got the food and you got the all the different types of drinks and then yeah just really cool and they did roses like cold wines and stuff like that on draft very very cool i had um uh crooked run on the pod again so we had the from virginia we had them on 2019 mm-hmm. so we did a virtual pod recently and they opened now a third spot they had a second that two in virginia now they got one in dc they have a distillery business there now they yeah. do like wine they're doing i think cider and seltzers they're just doing all this shit and i was like oh they're really doubling down on it and yeah. stuff and really making a place like you said like if i'm like oh telling a bunch of people like we could all go to merit here in hamilton oh we're easy we're wine. good yeah they have everything they got kombucha yeah, yeah. And they, got, they carry oh, um, Stay Classy, for example. So Bell, someone's exactly, doing, a, so uh, you know, not they're not doing their own. But look yeah. at that. Bellwood's selling their shit to other breweries. I love that because that's like a nice collaboration it's type dope, vibe. I love that. But it yeah. illustrates the point of how valuable it is to have this because yeah. not only is their market there, they sell it to their own market. They, they probably sell it through LCBO. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah. it's like an easy option because they're able to do it to a, at, at enough of a scale to be able to sell it to their licensees. Like I see that a bunch of places will mm. go, yeah. even out here. Like they just, different bars just have that shit out. I love that. I would much rather that someone come and drop $7 if they're pregnant on a non-alcoholic beer like than buy a dog than just get water. Yeah. For sure. So was, that's a definitely yeah. a really good, a totally. good idea. It makes you feel like yeah. a part of it. I yeah. was at Bellwoods with my friend Shasta Maddie from Vox and Hobbs. He was out in like i can't remember when it was october i think and it was a day of the week i don't drink mm-hmm. but i was like ah oh, i haven't seen maddie for a while let's have it so i had one beer and then the second beer i had to stay classy and yes. it's on draft there wasn't the can yeah. so like it, the beer looked like everyone thing everyone else was drinking so it makes yeah. you feel like a part of it yep 100 not so designated were, drivers yeah. you cover everybody it's I was perfect good. I'm yeah. like, i was able to like oh it t- like the, the the taste side is yeah. perfect because it feels like i'm drinking a beer but anyway it was yeah. just such a, a cool Thing. So I, think yeah. that they're very I know cool. we got really went in on the market saturation. Yeah, we're going to drink preferences, I mean, but we have no time, um, we have no time restrictions. So you keep hanging out, guys. Exactly. Just keep we, hanging we out. Um, so again, don't want to tell anybody obviously how to run their business. Just want to bring up these types of interesting things that we've seen as marketers, one, and then consumers as, as well. So I yeah. um, think those are interesting opportunities. And like, I would love if you could interview some people to learn more about what that side of the business is like, I'd be curious. Oh, maybe when we meet with Shahan, I would like yeah. to learn more about that Let's side of the some, business uh, and the benefit yeah, of it. And coming. what do you see in terms of consumer increase, uh, like in general, like well, how does that contribute positively, positively to the business um, yeah. or negatively? Like what are the implications? The I'd be interested as much transparency as he wants to give. I'm very curious. And it'd be cool to ha- have like, uh, even if we get Maddie from collective back on yeah. or Josh from dominion from that side, yeah. or Willibald. even the camera from, from Willibald. I'm obsessed yeah. with the Willibald model, but I don't even know it really internally, but I just love it. I love that. And then the food, it's like, there's every, Thing there i just feel like it's like if you create some type of um theme park for adults or something like that where it's for everybody there's everything the food's there the liquor's there yeah Yeah. it's like everything's the grounds are beautiful but then it's like the menu is the food menu is fantastic oh yeah every time i had that pizza so so it's like get a beer for whoever wants a beer get an na get uh, they don't have an na I don't think they have an ace. Don't think they might have had. They might be. They must have some option. Yeah. Maybe they have those. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. And then you have the seltzers. My mom's out there, like just pounding back the cans of the, sel- of the seltzers. It's yeah. awesome. Um, the, gin, uh, the, the RTDs. Yeah, the RTDs. Gin yeah, Mule, yeah, yeah. yeah Jim like Mule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about government regulation and taxes. Yes. Ooh, this is the one government. of the biggest one. Oh, yeah. The they, just... they, they want you to thrive. Sorry. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not a fan of these motherfuckers. Can I hit you with a stat? Hit me with that stat. 
almost 50% of the price paid for beer in Canada is due to taxes, including the federal excise, I should have looked this up, excise tax, federal sales tax, provincial and territorial beer commodity tax, and provincial and territorial sales tax, as well as the charges and markups. That's... If half that's so fucking fifty percent of the product is and this is intact. all in Canada. Yeah, this is Canadian. I'm not even. I didn't even look at other places. On, so I just wanted to keep this. I was thought it might have been provincial because yeah. I know that each province has yeah. their own tax. Yes, so I'm sure that's why it's like it probably changes a little bit because I think Nova Scotia pays more than everyone. No, I think Ontario was pay? the worst. I thought. Okay, maybe maybe, the maybe worst, you're yeah. right, but Alberta yeah. was the good one. Okay, brought the, they didn't fuck. Yeah, uh, so obviously this impacts the price of beer. Yeah. which also impacts the purchasing decisions that people make potentially. Yes. Um, or affects, in the end, the brewery revenue because the pricing doesn't go up. Right. So it's not like a coffee where the price goes up and we can decide, oh, we don't want to go there. It just means you're eating the cost of it. So yeah, the tax is, is, is it's wild. It's so bonkers. Like, yeah, dudes were telling us, uh, the guys at Royal City, uh, the, that pod actually drops right after this one. And nice. they were saying that uh, when they were doing their... The, uh, the tax reports, the monthly reports, it's just the amount that they're given the government is just like, are you f- like. Think about how annoyed we were looking at our carbon tax on the, the energy bill. bill. Yeah. You it's know, like, like the gas bill. of our gas bill was yeah. just carbon tax. Yeah. We're like, I don't know if it was always there. Yeah. And now we're actually noticing it. I'm like, this is insane. Like, yeah. Knowing that I'm, I've had some health things recently, I had to deal with the health system and it's hot garbage. Yeah. Like hot garbage. I have to understand in full which maybe that's another conversation. Probably have to get somebody on here in the government, honestly, at some point and be like, listen, can you break this down to make it make sense, please? Yeah. Um, because- well, the OCB might be able to explain Yes, it. maybe, actually, it'd be nice to get someone from the OCB, maybe. Yeah. Um, so the excise tax on, as, as, on alcohol, known as the escalator tax, is automatic and, continue, and continues to increase annually based it's on the rate escalator. of inflation. What are you talking about? Fuck and that's off, it. Well, I was man. only introduced in 2017. So, because it obviously it increases the cost of production year over year. So, okay. wild. So, apparently in 2024, the tax is set to increase to 4.7%, potentially making beer up to 20 cents more expensive per case of 24. So, like, that comes back to the other question. Mm-hmm. Does that extra 20 cents get added on? I guess it's if it's a case price. Case, that would be different, right? Yeah. Um, because they're not going to eat the taxes. Like if they, they, they definitely have to pass on the taxes. They probably eat any um, uh, ingredient price hikes, probably yeah. according to what I've heard. Yeah. But I imagine you're not going to take. I mean, it's only twenty cents, but like it's only, it's only this. It's only this. You could just keep saying that, and all of a sudden, like half the fucking price of the beer goes to the government. Yeah. And then what's the point in operating a business? Like, period. It's, it's becoming re- like it's probably been redundant. Really, yeah. But, and I want to ask you about, I remember there was something you were listening to, uh, was like an interview, and it was Mandy from Left Field. Steve from Bose. Steve, also on Jordan um, St. John. Yep. And what were, and I remember, I wanted to actually go back and listen to it. Yeah. But it seemed like the conversation was mainly around government attacks. So can Correct. you explain a little bit about what yes. you know of that or what you pulled from that in terms of how it's impacting brewers and potentially like how they're so have, counteracting that. Yes, for sure. So I'm trying to find the uh, article on the tax. I have a good one that actually broke down the tax. Is it this one here? Because I can explain the the master framework agreement. So that's one thing. There's two main things that's sort of happening right now mm-hmm. in Ontario. So one thing is the, the master... Oh, this is an article. Perfect. Um, the master framework agreement. Maybe we could talk about that mm-hmm. first. So yeah. 
they were more talking they were talking about that a bit on that TVO special which was cool to watch mm-hmm. um so the master framework agreement was something that was uh, re-signed by the like Ontario Liberals in 2015 and it's an agreement with the beer store to basically keep things how it is to keep the monopoly okay and yeah. they have a lot of power it seems mm-hmm. so in 20- the beer store correct yeah so in 2018 i believe ford tried to um switch it up a little bit to, to basically they everything has to go distributed through the beer store if mm-hmm. it's going to go places and on all the spirits and wine everything has to go through LCBO. LCBO. Mm-hmm. so they've got basically two monopolies just one's government owned and one's private internationally owned which mm-hmm. is extra fucked which up. is actually really, really if you think about up. it yeah. but anyway, it's a whole other thing yeah so this framework agreement is expiring in uh december 31st 2025 and what mm-hmm. that means is that um things can change they're gonna they're basically gonna renegotiate it so that not everything has to go through the beer store mm-hmm. currently the beer store can own are the only place who can sell tw- 12 and 24 packs of beer wild and that's going to be unless you go to a brewery. change and let's go to a brewery. yeah so that'll be changed mm-hmm. uh they're going to introduce buying uh selling of beer to a corner store or a convenience store, mm-hmm. just like in Quebec, we're at Depeneurs there, where they're everywhere, and they can sell them direct. They don't have to go through a beer store distribution mm-hmm. to do that, which is a big thing. That's great. So that means there's they sales, become like sales jobs. They can become like Quebec. So that yeah. means there's sales jobs, or that means there's going to be distribution companies opening that it can they can handle that. Um, so so that, that's a good thing. Yes, and here is that go. something OCB pushes in? That's the their... OCB have been the ad, the industry advocates. Nice, both Ford and the Minister of Finance Peter Bethlen Bethlen Falvey, long name. Okay, so uh, that's the M- MFA that's going to not be renewed past its current term. So that's a good outlook. So gas stations there. and big box retailers. So say Costco and stuff because you know in the states Ooh, you can buy. Because I was thinking Costco, we go to Costco. Target in the states and it's and like everything's there. Everything's yeah, there. so yeah, the same cool. thing. Okay, and they can apply for licenses to sell beer, wine, cider, and RTDs Amazing. starting in 2026 because it finishes. That just takes so long. January. Well, because <laughs> it doesn't it is, yeah. end until 2025. So 2025. Yeah. Um, the retail sales of spirits will remain exclusive to LCBO. Okay. Uh, they got that. They got that chokehold. Oh, and a part of the thing that was up to 450 locations of grocery in the province. That was also part of that master framework. Okay. Agreement, and that's going like to be scratched. Like how we saw so it in and all that stuff. Okay. Exactly. All any right. grocery store anywhere as opposed to just the minimum. Awesome. The maximum there. Yeah. Uh, oh, that'd be so cool because if you started like a smaller grocery store, like a boutique store. Just like PI yeah. in Montreal. Yeah, then you could stack dope beer. Yeah. And, yeah, cool. So if you had a good uh, beer buyer, yeah. they'll be able to curate a nice list, yeah. which is cool. That's cool. Um, boom, boom, boom. Okay, so that's not relevant. So LCBO is still the exclusive alcohol wholesaler and beer store is still the primary distributor of beer to bars, restaurants, and retails until at least 2031. But breweries <laughs> can allow, can use other distro channels if they choose. LCBO got a sweet deal. They, LCBO is that's other scam. It's all, it's all mafia. Yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> Uh, retailers will be free to set their own prices for alcohol products as long as they're not below minimum price points. Mm-hmm. And beer store will continue to operate the province's recycling program for beer and alcohol containers okay. until 2031 as well. That also just that's more convenient, guys. So I, say, I, I like place, that yeah. part of it. Yeah. So this is so that's the first thing. So that's going to be cool because that's going to open up just new sales channels. If you think yeah. about it, right. If we started a brand selling clothing, we can yeah. we got no restriction. We can ship worldwide. It's we literally can, why twenty one year olds are so wealthy right now. Yeah, it's because they, they are anything. just on shop making account on Shopify, buying things from Alibaba and just shipping it through. Like yep. they are just the killing it. And drop like, shipping, everything. Way, yeah. Beer or alcohol, at least anywhere in the world, of um from archaic ass rules mm-hmm. are the produce, the only product that like is stuck like this. Yeah. It's so crazy. So this will definitely give 
more channels. Like to me, I don't know. I think we're all fucking adults. We've been to Savannah, Georgia, Las Vegas, Key yeah. West, where everyone's just drinking open containers in the street. No problem. Didn't on see the street. a single issue. Yeah. Like one girl was throwing up in Savannah. <laughs> yeah, that's it was well, that's also her own problem. Like, but everyone Friday else was fine. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone, Saturday, you see that, that on was. King Street on Friday, yeah. on so, Friday in Toronto. Whatever. So exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't put that down to being able to walk around and drink. no, that's her own. That's issues. her own problem. Yeah. She just couldn't handle her shit. <laughs> yeah. So to me, I would. I just think you should be able to get anything from anywhere. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you should just be open borders for everything. Like as far as products, just like I can buy a sweater from Los Angeles, I should be able to buy beer from New York. Yeah. And get it shipped across the border with no problem. Like, yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other convo. So the tax. This is the fuck shit, and this is what OCB are really working on with the keep. Craftbeerlocal.ca, so you can actually email your local um, uh, MP mm-hmm. or MPP and uh, request them to to review this. Particularly in Ontario, you choose your area and your favorite local brewery, and mm-hmm. just to mention it. So, the Ontario breweries, in comparison to everywhere else, have a basic beer tax of thirty nine point five cents per liter. Mm-hmm. They have a beer volume tax, which is seventeen point six cents per liter. Okay. And if applicable, an environmental tax at eight point nine cents for each non refillable container. So yeah. unless you're getting a growler, no one's doing that. So that doesn't that's really the really. only thing that's refillable. So yeah. thirty nine point cents forty forty cents and almost that. So if you include all three, that's over a dollar immediately. Just in that's just in these taxes. first three taxes. Yeah. Now the next part's even worse. Um, the Ontario's Ministry of Finance charges a rate of over 60 cents per liter and an additional fee of 60 cents per liter Jeez. to sell beer through the LCBS. That's a dollar twenty. Add it on top of what you just told me. Add it okay. on top for, for one liter. So for a product that's supposed to be three dollars? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And in <laughs> Michigan, for example, the state yeah. tax is five cents per liter. Okay. And this is sick this is a dollar twenty. Yeah, that's a massive And say the thing yeah. you, and then look at the other one. So these other taxes I just mentioned. So call that I'm bad at math. Call it like a dollar and five cents approximately. Yeah. Maybe a dollar ten if you want to round it up. Yeah. And then now a dollar twenty. So that's three dollars thirty. Sorry, two dollars thirty. Yeah. This aligns with what I mentioned about that this can contribute to the percent of the money? price of the paid of beer. Yeah. And that's before and you mean, pay your labor. That's before you pay for the ingredients. That's before you pay your rent. Before you pay the million dollars. Hug your local craft you brewer, honestly. Yeah. It's just because they're, they're doing finding... the God's work here. Because <laughs> this is it's seriously an expensive it's business. It's so crazy. Yeah. Like so looking at those taxes, so they're trying to fight that and bring that down. Yeah. That's what that TBO special was about. Good. Um, that was it was a good one just to get an idea. That was the first I'd really heard If you about find it, stuff. you should link it in the description so yeah, people I can, can watch it, it too. Because um, that'll be... Uh, I'll put here, add TBO special link. I can add all of these links, just a whole bunch of resources that we have yeah. here in the description. So yeah, that's the real shit about the taxes. So the taxes are really, really... Got a chokehold on Ontario breweries, and I yeah. would say out of all of these things, contribute to it. And I feel like we've painted a pretty decent picture I think so over too. the last little yeah. bit of what these are. I think the tax would be an immediate relief. If yeah. you think about it, at the very least, I, like if I'm understanding this correctly, that say two dollars thirty between all those different taxes, yeah. if that's correct, immediately that's two dollars thirty or whatever that'll be reduced significantly into. Uh, a brewery's pocket, even if it's just that dollar twenty down to five. That's cents, still like a Michigan. lot. Yeah, that's still a dollar twenty. Add you know a fucking however they do thousands of cans per run. Yeah, boom, that adds up and adds up, and that's like salaries, that's rent. Yeah, that's like keeping the lights. No on. wonder it's so difficult to hire. Because then, like, yeah, you can or you might to, not even pay yourself a salary for a long time I to bet. even make up for hiring an employee. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just like the everything. This is the whole thing that's fucked. Even the do first you point. want them to succeed? That's then the yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Then like, are you trying to build an environment that allows a a brewery or any small business to just succeed? Thrive. Again, I can't compare this to what it looks like if you're running a restaurant or if you're running. Well, a boutique. I think ten thousand restaurants at least in Canada closed during oh, we know. the pandemic. So yeah. But it's just like these, I, I guess all simple. these taxes mm-hmm. even existed before the patent. These are just existing things that you put in a framework. So it's yeah. like you're fighting against so much. Well, That's not even the framework, thinking but yeah. about, yeah, but uh, I just mean in the existing like framework of like making somebody, oh, right, right, right. yeah, you know, like all the things you the have to do. The way it's set up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you're, it's, it's not like you're setting someone up for success no. where you should, the whole point is that you should want more people doing something so that way you bring more money in. But this sounds like what would you do differently if you wanted <laughs> them to fail? Yes. I say that a lot. We say that yeah. a lot. You know, like it's, if you it's, were, uh, yeah, if you were what would you do to, differently? <laughs> if you were exactly, if you were trying to ruin craft beer, what would you do differently? Yeah, and not much. Fascinating. It's just like yeah, it's all illogic. And I think I've asked people, and they said that the government, everyone is so used to all of this tax money coming in, mm-hmm. like billions and billions every year, that they just like it'd be hard for them yeah. to. Even though now I just feel like the money's mismanaged and misspent. With all of this money, we should have functioning healthcare system that everybody's good. We have people living in tents and park. I mean, a lot of places have that There's too. A lot of stuff going on. That's a whole other conversation. But I know there's, what I'm saying. There's, there's a lot all going of these on. different yeah. things. Like the yeah. potholes in the fucking roads. Like this yeah. is like Montreal here in Hamilton. I couldn't believe it. I know yeah. Quebec's run pretty terrible. Well, we thought now Barton was going to be the. And Isn't it the worst horrible. street in the worst street in Canada the, in or Canada. something? Yeah, it's not even like Ontario. It's like all of Canada. There's it's some work wild, to be done. Man. Yeah. So yeah. like I don't know. Uh, like I, I'm. I feel personally There's offended by all of this. And yeah, I it's offensive. I think this is offensive, and it just shows like you are really putting your blood, sweat, and tears into this because. The amount that is against you, it just, yeah, and compared to what you're even mentioning in the U.S., it's like you're not support, you're not creating an environment for success. So it's like you'd have to be constantly, it's like you're making it so that business owners are battling against the common practices to just survive and can't even thrive. So very not fair. Dated. Uh, like yeah, a hundred year old archaic laws. worst thing ever in any circumstance is to do mm. things just because they were done a certain way and keep doing that without yep. rethinking and reshaping based on new information so yep, exactly um, okay so, so I was how say, much time are we in because we're just oh, yapping are it's you... an hour 23 I'm okay we're good. Good. Okay, good. okay good um, do you want to get the next yes. beer because I'm basically and I loved there. I'm just finishing this yeah. so that's good alright we're just going to pause and then you guys won't even know the difference it's like magic. I know, right? I think I looked down <laughs> the wrong time. I was trying to like look at the thing. Okay. <laughs> Next beer. So this is what we're talking about earlier. We have a uh, the first beer either of us have had from Stillfields Brewery in Meaford, Ontario, a uh, their hoppy saison. It is, I think, like 6% or something. 5.6. So, uh, yeah, this was super sad to hear because I heard really good things mm-hmm. uh, about these guys. And like I was saying, I've uh, been a little... Uh, Slow to slow to, slow to adopt take and stuff. You know, yeah. like you were saying, I had a few more uh, beers of this style over the last little bit. I'll do yours first. Oh, thank you. And so uh, quite enjoy it. Thank you. Um, when I do bust it out, so um, oh yeah, look at this. So I don't know a ton about it, but they I know they do all oak. Like that's their whole vibe. Are you saying, Kevin? Just in case I, I was like just pouring over a, over my extraordinary quite expensive laptop. <laughs> It's really difficult to pull with all these fucking mic stands. Yeah, we got a lot of technology in this small space. I'll put it there for when I take a photo. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Give me one second. I'll pass that over. Oh, no worries. You take your time. And then I'll uh, do the selfie because I need to review this beer. Okay, lovely. Oh, look at that. 
Did I spill it on myself? God damn it. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little. So yeah, Harpy Saison. Um, let me find it on Untap so I can talk to it while you're taking the photo there. So yeah, these guys opened, I think, three years ago. So I mean, that's pretty quick to to wrap it up, which sucks. Only three years? Well, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I just think this is coming in now. It's actually, actually really good. Um, Segway once we finish talking about it because this will go into like the next point. Um, Stillfields, Hoppy. Hoppy Saison. Well, that's got a pretty good rating, nearly four. Uh, 5.6. Hoppy Saison is brewed with 66% barley and 33% flaked wheat, bitted with our own Cascade hops and finished in a kettle with Czech SARS. Barrel aged for over a month and dry hop with SARS, Hurstbrucker, and Styrian Salia. Fuck. Not overly bitter with a nice hop expression. S expression? Yeah, no way. You don't trip me out when you say like espresso. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, everyone keeps saying espresso. People who don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you being fun. Of course. Gladly. We're just taking a photo, audio listeners. Ready, guys. You know the vibes. You okay with that one? Yep. Do you want to double check and approve? Let's see. Got to get photo approval, I guys. Approve. You approve? Yeah. Shit. One and done, like Jay Z. All right. Well, first and foremost. One take hope. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Get that in you. Cheers, guys. Okay, so it's pouring a little opaque, wicked, foamy head, as you would expect. Nice, funky, tropical nose. Fuck, that is delicious. It's really nice. Mm. And like Kim says, you taste it twice. Taste it twice. Shout out to Kim. Um, significantly less um, sweet. Like the nose is really yeah. sweet. Um the uh, so the nose is like oh it's so funky oh the nose is brilliant mm. it's like tropical um oh this is great Barrington is, is wilding yeah we have to show the people them the little kid after um this is delicious it's uh yeah, what do you think? This, this is like, you, you've always liked this style a lot more. Yeah, you know, I love this. I, I think this is great. I love, I really love a dry, dry everything, technically. Yeah. Like dry beers in general. Um, but this is great. Not sweet at all. Um, it's, it's delicious. Why well, I love um, Barrel Heart so much, uh, too. Very nice. Yeah, Barrel Heart do some great stuff. Um, yeah, this is really impressive. And this is really, I'm just noting this down for it, I don't forget. Um, basically like this style is something that isn't as flourishing here in, in Ontario as it is in Quebec. Like mm -hmm. you see it everywhere. It's mad popular, obviously like Laval, like Robin, like breweries that do just that, like Dunham does a lot of that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. and excuse me, it's something that like, is just a part of the culture there where here in Ontario, it's definitely not. Anywhere oh, Quebec near stands. Right. Yeah, yeah. They love, love, love. Um, sorry, can I just put a quick note? Because while we were talking, I wanted to see how much the Canadian craft beer con contributes to the economy. Oh, yeah. I've so seen Specifically that in Canada. Yes. So according to ChatGPT, I just wanted to get us to sync to want to make it easy because ChatGPT4 is connected to the internet anyways. Um, the According to the Conference Board of Canada, the industry supports approximately 149,000 jobs and generates a labor income of $5.3 billion and contributes, that's B, B, okay? Yeah. And contributes $13.6 to our GDP. Wow. $13.6 billion. Imagine how much you could thrive if you had better margins. 
It's just wild. It's amazing it to really be, be doing this. Oh, but maybe that's why they're taxing so much because they're taking all that. Oh, that's why, no? Yeah. They're taking all that money from you. The, the jobs that actually go to the people. But I don't know if that part of that GDP mark, that's when I need like an economist here to tell me that you're like, because you are taking so many taxes, it's helping the government so much. And that's why they're less inclined to help you. I'm wondering. I'm not sure. It's, it, but there's a substantial. Saying, hey, you contribute this much, so hey, you should give us. But, or no, much. I'm saying no. Those no, contributes, but it's like contributes because we're taking so much from you. I'm wondering. I mean, as opposed to leaving more. A good point. But if yeah, it's a GDP, I assume so, like, that's everything. So all revenue and maybe I'm not sure. So yeah. But obviously, the economic impact is huge. And it's a huge it's, it's domestic than get contribution. Incredible. So again, wouldn't you want instead of twelve hundred of these for there to be twenty four hundred? Mm -hmm. Because then your number one would be thirteen point six. Then you double it. Wouldn't mm -hmm. that be a good situation? Yes. But again, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe we need a government person on, or maybe we, Troy can talk to us more about it. Or just someone because from I'm just like, why are you not letting them thrive? Is the thing I need to understand. Right. So, um, but yes, this beer is delicious, yeah, and it's a delicious. shame that they um, truly a shame. And the thing here that they have a bunch of things that we're looking at, maybe insights from some of the conversations we've had on the pod. And the first thing here, I don't know if you wanted to actually ask it. I, no, I just wanted to ask you if there was a commonality in that list that we were yes. speaking about in closures. A bunch of them in this list were barrel-focused breweries. Uh, Reverence, Steelfields. Mm -hmm. Reverence did them exclusively. Mm -hmm. Steelfields, exclusively barrels. Barncat did... A significant amount in yeah. barrels. Um, maybe not much with the rest of them, but at the very least, those three, maybe Brasso de Tonte, because they're in Quebec. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, like, I think farm, any brewery, I've had breweries as well tell me, like, say, how much started down brewery with Kelly in Texas. He mm -hmm. said they did a lot of, uh, it's called New Braunfels Brewery. And he said mm -hmm. they did a whole bunch of stuff like this. And it was always, uh, that was the problem. People weren't buying them. They just weren't fucking buying them. Mm -hmm. So I think these, unless you're Hill Farmstead or Val, Jester King, fucking Cantillon, Dre Fontaine and all that stuff. Like, I don't know if it's just like a style that's so niche mm -hmm. and it was arguably, and maybe people might not agree, but I would probably say pre-hype, you know, haze, pastries, smoothies. Like this was probably the closest thing to hype stuff was like really well done barrel aged farmhouse beers. Yeah. Okay. And, like they're just not as popular as they used to. People can't justify. Look, to be What's the price? Nineteen is the price. This was nineteen dollars. Right? Okay. This is a not even a six percent beer, but I could spend less than that and get a pastry stout. That is like 13%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not saying, I'm, I guess I'm just looking from a consumer. No, side. yeah, no, no, I completely this understand. Is, and this was once again probably marked up $1 to $2 at most. Otherwise, it's the only way for from me to reseller. get it unless I want to yeah. drive there, which would cost me more than that, or yeah. ship it, which would cost me more than that. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind doing that because I want Duran to thrive. So I don't mind doing that because he makes my life easy. So yeah. I'm like, and he personally drives to these places every week to get Put stuff. Put in work. Yeah. So I'm like, I know I can do it, so I want to support him however I can. And to me, is he being cute? Yeah. Good boy. And anyway, so if you look at a consumer side, like these are just sitting on the shelf. The lagers, though, they flew, I think. Yeah. In hindsight, I fucked so that's up and a didn't good, get anything. That's a good, good to know. Isn't that unfair? So I just want to, because now we're saying, okay, is there a style thing that contributes to I think someone not thriving? At the very least, just to be very, very clear in 
You know what? No, I was going to say maybe just here, but I gave the example in Texas. Yeah. I think it's across the board, except for a, like a, a few exceptions that are uh, either are so entrenched in the style. That's like their reverence. shit. Like Oval's not going to go out. Like they can't keep product on the shelf. Yeah. But they're not pumping it out either. If they decided to pump it out, that would be interesting. To yeah. be like, oh, do they? does it grow in... In accordance, in accordance to that, like if they keep pumping out, is it going to sell as fast, yeah. or is it going to be like, it, do they flood it? Oh, do they just start sitting on the shelf? Yeah. If I ever saw it, I grabbed it. You buy it, yeah. Come back for sure, but it's few and far between. So I think this is interesting because, I, well, one that just seems cut. I understand consumer preferences, so maybe it's not the most popular style. Oh, they of closed beer. today. Oh, wow. Uh, today was the last day. Okay, January 1st instead of December Yeah, they said online orders can still be placed until the end of February. So that was just okay. more of a heads that's up. That's good to Sorry, know. So if you to... want to try Steelfields, you can actually go get yeah. it still by ordering online. So yes, that's great. they're close to the public. Um, so. so here's the thing. When we and, and uh, we did sit down with Sean from Hill Farmstead a few months ago, but we didn't speak about like business in that aspect or anything about like anything nitty gritty like you would have on a podcast. It was actually more like a casual conversation mm-hmm. and probably like probably more like in a philosophical conversation. We just got into like stuff like that. Yeah. That was but fun. um good cat. Do you believe I'm asking you as a craft beer drinker, like why do you purchase Hill Farmstead, but you were less inclined to purchase from another Canadian that was local brewery that's local? Is there something about this like mystique and reverence that they've already had that you're choosing them over someone else? Because then doesn't that mean you like the style or are you saying that they're making it so superior? Just to, yeah, explain yourself. I'm just curious to know. <laughs> explain yourself. <laughs> because I, this fair. is the general that's consumer because that's why yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're right for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't get hold of Hill Farmstead much. So when we were there, we got to hang with Sean and I went to the shop and I kind of just got whatever they had. Yeah. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff, but I knew we were already coming back with an insane amount. So I didn't go as bonkers as I probably would have liked. Mm-hmm. Um I know that they are exceptional. And when I do drink those beers, I'm like, oh, wow, this is what it's all about. I've been disappointed too many times mm-hmm. with this style, if I'm really honest, okay. because it's not my jam. I bet you, this is fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I just like, great. I don't, I would rather drink an IPA yeah. more, more times is really what it is. And it also felt like I could roll the dice on an IPA from my favorite breweries. It's going to be anywhere from six to $9 maybe. Yeah. Whereas this, I just checked on their website. This is $13 on their website. Okay. Um, probably plus taxes, which probably brings because it was some thirteen sixty eight or something. Weird. Yeah. So that means it's probably sixteen by the time you do it. Yeah. So then you know Chris had to mark it up because he probably had to physically go to yeah. Method to get it. So to like rolling the dice on a nineteen dollar bottle for a one <sighs> thing where I could get two cans, it'll have it. You know, maybe some people just have one can a night. Like mm-hmm. I, I like a few. So it, it's like a dice roll on the quality. Yeah. Even though I'd heard good things. Maybe I might not like it. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, fuck, now I've got 750. If you're not drinking it with me, and yeah. I've got, you are this one, which is cool, but like, I bought two bottles. Yeah, I got this and they got their Grisette. And I thought I wanted to start with this. It's probably a bit more of a true, you know, Grisette's a little softer. Yeah. And like, I thought I'd want to go that. But now I might go, I'm pretty sold to go and get one of each of the other bottles and nice. stuff oh, that wow. they had. So um, you just tried it and that's what it Yeah, and mind. this it's feels just, like yeah. the high – and I had Hill Farmstead last night and had some Cantillon last mm-hmm. night, which I never do, but it was New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I really enjoyed this. But yeah. 
I don't know if it's something that that you can do all the time. If you look at the, this is like a twenty dollar bottle. You can't bust something like this out in every beer drinking session. Mm-hmm. Like it's not practical unless you're rolling in it. Like you're really going to be. I was it's like, it's so funny. Up. It's like technically, I know because I love your saying like rolling in it. But I always think of like wine, and this is why I'm trying to understand because I'm like, okay, you put literally every bottle of wine I buy is like twenty bucks every time. Is your whole night, right? For the most it shouldn't part, be, you're not it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I was like, it should sorry, be three sorry. days or something. I think. Okay. But, um, yeah. But then yeah. you can't do that. With, oh, you can if you get the stopper in it. But like, yeah. You and me, I don't know. I'm a volume guy now because of doing this and i just want to get through stuff yeah. and, and it's just the way it turned out but previous i was not my, even a huge drinker mm-hmm. before the beer stuff but yeah to me i don't know this this just me specifically i've been a little more sold in the last couple of days on this stuff yeah um, obviously which is awesome I, I had some more i had some with Dan or something? yeah i felt like i bust some stuff over like christmas Dan, right before i got sick on the yeah. friday on the saturday sunday before christmas day i i think we we had some uh we did Yo, we had some Barrel Heart and we had some nice. uh, Brasserie General. Oh, I just totally should have sipped a Barrel Heart. I missed that. Yeah, oh, okay, still, yeah. I got some okay. more down yeah. there. We know, Mark. Um, but yeah. the, either way, I, I feel like in the last like week and a half, I've, I've had more of this style than I have probably all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at Hill Farmstead, I got their lager and I got their IPA. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But I bought the bottles and I bought whatever they had in cans. Yeah. So I, I got a bunch. I got four bottles. I think I got a, a stout, a sour, and then two Farmstead. So yeah. Yeah, it's just not something I, I want to drink all the time. And to be honest, having it here and there makes it kind of like more special. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, we're having this like, like I, I'm really enjoying this. And I really enjoyed all the other ones I had over the last week or so. Yeah. So it could be that. Some people drink this shit way All more the time. Doesn't, that, I don't know, like Noah, doesn't he, isn't this more his vibe? He's now like, yeah, Shasta Noah from Beerism in Quebec. Now he lives around the corner from Masorum. So oh, so now <laughs> no, he's, he's a haze just, boy? Yeah, no, he's just a haze boy <laughs> and he gets that and he loves, he gets like Peche by the case. So yeah. Peche, which now is in uh, Ontario in Cannes. Which so is amazing. Oh my him. gosh, if you That's are in Ontario, go get Peche. Flawless execution on a stout. Oh my gosh, we had them at Godspeed, the collab one. Yeah, they're um, incredible. And then, didn't they have the regular on top? Well, no, they didn't have the regular. They didn't have the regular. They had their one, but they couldn't can it. It was the opposite. Yes, they they told Luke said back then he's like, they're gonna go into the thing. Yeah, they're gonna do it. Yeah, Yeah, I managed to buy some the other day. Amazing. I haven't cracked it yet because I've still got bottles. So I figured I should probably yeah. have those first. But, so um, I hmm, think this yeah. is interesting because, again, I'm just wondering, and I'm asking, that's so I was just like, why? <laughs> I just wanted to know, hear your perspective on it. Because, so what do you think? What's the reason why uh, I would, or someone else would purchase a bottle of wine for $20, but they wouldn't purchase this bottle for anywhere around that price, be it $13 online? Because a bottle of wine is, you can, you can get a nice Ontario bottle of wine for $13 too. You're right. What Maybe or twelve dollars? Sometimes eleven, mm. depending. Sometimes. So, yeah. What is it? Is it a out volume like an alcohol? Is there not enough alcohol in this for people? Or could I think that's or, part of it because it feels less value. Like oh, okay. I'm spending all this like wine's at thirteen percent. What is this? It's like five point six. Okay. Okay. So it's light. But yeah. I, I, this is what I wanted. But these are typically low ABV, really like smooth, nice um, beers. So like. It's. I think it's that. I think it yeah. also feels like a one and done because you know people don't think putting the stopper in it the next yeah. night is maybe not the same. 
and it's like you don't want to just sit and just chill and have one nice bottle yeah, of one beer. Like you could drink this seven fifty. This is the equivalent of two. I was thinking that's probably just a nice evening. Like yes, yeah, yeah. sure. Like probably two glasses. Like yeah. two and a bit or whatever the fuck. So it's pretty light. I mean, these are the whole five set glasses that are made for it. So they're probably not the full three seventy five. But yeah, either way, yeah, I feel like you know wine. You could particularly the screw tops. You do that. You yeah. pour it or you get the wine stoppers. There's no, the wine there's no combination though. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to lose any quality really. The wine stoppers this. do really well with the sparkling. They do. I tried yeah. to put it in one of these one time and it didn't fit. So I remember, I, yeah. It actually might even be this kind of bottle with the lip. It doesn't work. I guess we'll, we're not going to find out because we're going to finish it, but, it anyways. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just more like I think I think it's a bit of that, and I think it's just positioning. Like everyone knows yeah, wine because this more. to me that feels like positioning and a, a lack of education yeah, on the consumer sure. side yeah. of the value. Because this is a fantastic product, so Ooh. to me, except drinking it for the first time, it just seems like what's happening so silly that that doesn't couldn't it doesn't exist any longer like that they had to close i'm like this is a great product I if think you make a great product you should be able to, to thrive right you should be able to win i think it was they they chose the harder path because when your whole business you think about it you can't even open for x number of months until you've had these oak aged beers because everything's in a barrel mm-hmm. so i think it's like harder and then just because of time alone mm-hmm. i'm not sure if ingredients create because this is pretty straightforward the hops i don't think it's super expensive from what i read yeah so it could just be like the time and the amount that it costs when you put all this together like a winery but people but the the public has a understanding of this particularly on a small batch producer yeah the ones we go back 10 at rosewood and all these people in yeah and um and And, yeah like 20 valley niagara lake Yeah. yeah so like it's very different. So I think there's lack, just like a lack of understanding. This is yeah. like a Belgian stuff. That's a lack right? of education on the, yeah, on yeah. the consumer part because, because uh, that's what would get them understanding, communicating the value. But that's like from a whole perspective. I'm saying like top down. Right. But then, okay. Say so you want to drink fucking like any of the other ones that are like maybe not exactly the same, but like sort of Chimay or any of those other Belgian style ones that are you know, in the same realm. They're not the mm-hmm. same at all. Like they're more carbonated, they're more Trappisty, whatever. But, it's similar. You can get that for a few bucks from mm-hmm. the LCBO. So you're like, you're gonna go spend this much on this. I mean, the bottle's beautiful. And the other thing is, bottle feels like, oh, I need four mates here to share it, even though <laughs> yeah. the ABV is not that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like that's so why funny. We all have I was just thinking because we all just, you know, we sit and drink one bottle of wine sometimes. Some people and Some just people in the sitting, we don't think about friends and having to bring anyone over. We just no. sit and do it. So there's a volume game happening there. It's almost like, where did we go? You're going to kill me for not remembering the name of this brewery, but it's we okay. did like a nice food pairing. It's a legendary brewery and they brought us yeah. to, yeah, um, in Montreal, they brought us to this uh, Jamaican me crazy. And they- Oh, uh, Rodenbach. Ro- yeah. <laughs> That's, That's another story joke. for another time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like that to me, that, that reminds me of education. Because to me, I was like, this beer is phenomenal, but it's because like it was paired with food. Then. Oh, see? So that's what I was like, does there need to be favorites. more education from something top down that lets consumers understand that this is a delicious beer that you pair with maybe a, a great fish and some steamed like vegetables and French things? Food and shit. Yeah, because I felt like, you see, you didn't care that much about Rodenbach and then it converted you. Oh, no, and I, I just loved the entire that's experience. Exactly. I was like, this is amazing. And this beer is amazing because you understand it in context and you treat it differently. So it almost feels like this, these types of beer because there are phenomenal and it doesn't feel fair to just say, Oh, you made this style. So you can't thrive. And it just sucks. Yeah. Sorry. It, too no, bad. It does. You know, it it's like it's you, if Hill Farmstead could do it, that is a blueprint to let you know that you should be able to do it too. Yeah. Unless from what we, and I was like, we don't know what that looks like between what makes the most money for them. But mm-hmm. I feel like in Hill Farmstead, people are caring about 
these like I well i actually don't know because people i don't know they, they're just loves i know it's like a hard one to to say like yeah. what it would look like i don't know if people care more about their new beers new style beers versus the older well, they style. invented the like Sean invented yeah they invented the, essentially yeah, yeah um so i mean like i think they that would got, be another cool pod to do i saw like, i'm talking to okay Okay. The invention of the invention of the hazy beer. Hopefully he's still down. So yeah. We'll, we'll see. I'm not going to hold my breath because I understand he's been fucked by the media before. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. They're they're like a special. I think there's like special breweries that have special cases that just them like all the ones I mentioned. Dunham. Oval, Dunham. Dunham's very uh, really loved, right? Yeah, super yeah. loved. I, mean, I guess the ones that are like in the upper upper echelon that like mm-hmm. the Oval A-U-V-A-L people don't know in Quebec mm-hmm. obviously Hill like just the King but they're a little probably easier to get there's other breweries that are maybe kind of escaping me right now that do a lot of this like Cascade I think they're in Oregon or something yeah or Northern Cali and there's one called Rare Barrel they actually got bought by Cellar Maker Cellar Maker was the place in San Francisco to that pizza joint we went with them yes Lehman. cool so they yeah. bought Rare Barrel and Rare Barrel was one of these other breweries that does all this type of stuff did they you say do... Purpose Brewing too sorry so Purpose was, that was in, in Colorado, um, Colorado in, yeah uh... that guy was lovely and he was making one of one every time maybe the one of one one beer each time yeah, yeah. And that was in um, fuck what's the place the one we loved oh my god I'm Port Collins Port Collins yeah um, that place was super cool, but yeah, you make the beer one time and then I say one barrel of everything. Mm. That was their whole concept. It was the ex brewer from New Belgium, so it was with. Um, How's Sean doing? Which Sean? From Sean? oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> from uh, Ottawa. Um, oh, um, Small Pony. Yeah, so yeah, he's doing some cool stuff. So he moved the brewery to his home, built okay. the brewery out of his home, but he doesn't have cool. a tap room there yet. So he's doing okay. it all from there and feeding the LCBO. Okay, so he closed cool. down the tap room. I can't remember why. It could have been a rent thing too. Yeah. And just moved everything. So he's it, thriving on this home. side. Yeah. yeah, he's just doing his own okay. thing. Oh, but he had a mate. He had a, he was telling me. I caught up with him recently. Yeah, it's a Ooh. whole other thing. He had a friend who owned a brewery who died. Ooh. And then he had to, his wife was like, fuck, I can't, I can't, how he, he was helping him. Of course. So yeah. then he went and helped um, sell, you know, finish off the beers, sell everything there, They're sell sad. all the equipment, help him through. Yeah. Well, it was terrible, yeah. yeah. Young kids too. Terrible, yeah. terrible. So he was dealing with that whilst he was dealing with his moves. I think he had a bit of a hectic time, but he's one that's all barrels as well. Yeah. And he's still okay, but I think he's been able to figure it out. And I think he had a lot of LCBO stuff. He was smart and he changed the format. He used to do just 750s Mm -hmm. and he moved to both 750s and 375s because I have a bunch of Mm. shit in my cellar that I don't drink because it's 750. Yeah. And his beers are a lot. See, this is smooth. You can drink this, no problem. Like if you didn't share it with me, even the Hill Farm said last You'd night, be good too. you had a yeah. glass, but like yeah. I could have crushed that whole thing, no problem. And the difference is that like Sean is doing like barrel aged sours. They're like that enamel ripping sour. It's, it's quite intense a lot of the time. Yeah. Whereas this is a very smooth drink. It's very yeah. easy. Um, so it's a, a different approach to the beers. I think you could probably lump them all together as far as the styles that are str- would struggle the most. Mm-hmm. But I think this struggles more than the sours. Okay. I reckon they're more, these are just so like refined. They're just such a, a narrow niche. They're market being for treated it. so much like a treat a little bit, it sounds like more. Mm. Cause it almost feels like indulgent. Yeah. Even though like you were right, my, my response saying, Oh, you got to be rolling it. But I think that's how people or view it. See yeah. It, right. Which is like, I, I just want to see like, how you get someone to think of it in the same way as they do a wine. That's the only thing I'm thinking. It's so interesting. Yeah. And that's, yeah. cause that's what you, you have one person in the house and they've spent it $13 yeah. to $20 on a bottle regularly. Mm. And then someone else who's like 350, never. 
So it's like, how do you bridge something That's what I'm saying. there that makes their own it um, fucking thing going yeah, on? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's super interesting the yeah. way that it that okay. it all goes. So that's a product where it's potentially. Do you think of anything else in the commonalities there, or was it farmhouse sales felt like the that was thing? one of the things that I sort yeah, of noticed that you noticed? Okay. Um, Location might be a thing too. You mentioned these these guys are pretty far out because there's two sides to that. There's like Layla who was like. Right downtown Toronto, so yeah. that means the rent's through the fucking roof. Yes. Um, but then you got the others that are out, you know, Cambridge, Kitchener, whatever, mm-hmm. somewhere in Quebec. Um, yeah, a little base Whippy, but they were sold, so I guess it's different. Yeah. Oshawa, you know, Prince Edward County, these guys are Meaford. So it's like, it's a bit of both. I think yeah. there's both the rural, because then you're a destination. You have to bring the people to you. And if people are not, like there's the, the beer community. Yeah. But then you need to sort of get more, I don't know what Meaford's like. I know we've never been, but yeah. like. You have to get, bring them out. Yeah. And it's like, as it goes north, I mean, like that place for the winter, kind of like Sawdust was telling us, like yeah. shit's, it's like locals only. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, as soon as summer's gone, summer goes yeah. bonkers in yeah. Muskoka. Probably the same in Meaford. Because we like want to go to be like that too, where it'd go. Actually, Sutton would be great on both seasons because they do ski, right? Because they do the ski, yeah. they do a ski yeah. hill and stuff, right? Yeah. But they got two breweries on the main street. Yeah. And even Knowlton Brewery's kind of on that main sort of thing in the other town, like 20 minutes from yeah. there. So it's like, I guess Badlands would be a destination. Badlands so, is a destination. So in the but end, you can't no make them come because you can't make people they come. Live yeah. There. Yeah. So their overhead is and there's boss and there's three employees <laughs> like Troy's wife and partner Mike like yeah. that's it. Yeah. And Troy's brewing all the beers and then he runs the stuff and very lean, lean and mean, lean and mean team. Yeah. Good, and they just do it. I think she yeah. does all the artwork. So like boom, boom, it's done. Oh wow, really? Yeah. I think they oh, that's do great. Everything yeah. in between them. Oh, that's good. So I got to meet Mike. I think over this summer. Was it last year? I don't even fucking yeah. remember. Do we go this year? We better, don't we? Do we not go to Badlands? We love a lean model. We love a lean model. You That's and Nate went, I swear, and it was raining or something. And then did we go when our homies came from- uh... That was last year when we just moved. Oh, was that the all year last before, year? 2022. Oh. Jesus you Christ. You didn't go with Nate this year? That I was don't last remember. Year? No, we went to Willibald and we went to Kitchener. Oh. Maybe wow. that was last uh, uh, Labor Day. Anyway. Yeah. So- yeah, definitely Badlands like that. Like Sun and Hill, they're up near there as well. It's another brewery that does a lot of farmhouse stuff, but they do a lot of lagers and things mm-hmm. to balance it out, I think. And that's what Steelfields seemed to me a version of Sun and Hill. Mm. Um, so, like, yeah, that, that's probably the main things. And I, and I also feel like the, some of the things to sort of on the flip side, like, I, I wonder where it's going to go. Like, it's, it's, you could, I don't know enough about the individual circumstances because I could literally, everything was great. And then the rent goes up and you're like, it's, we can't move. It's See, that's the thing. Yeah. Because you have to spend money to, you have to hire all these trucks to move the stuff. You got to dig the ditches to, to do it. You got to do all these different things. And how are you supposed to pay for all of that? Yeah. Like, uh, if that just happens, so that's which all is the Callister situation, where it's just all of a sudden like Callister, what? Yeah, that's the Barncat situation. But yeah. they were ready to throw it in. Whereas Callister, they don't. Lalo, I don't know what the actual deal was. It's yeah, probably just. I'm sure the finances. rent would not be. Yeah, the city yeah. of Toronto wasn't so easy. They had to do it. Oh GoFundMe. gosh, even when they wanted to do the parking the lot patio, like it's just so much red tape around that. It's like the two parking spots that you want so it's desperately so that you can't let him have a whole patio there it's, think about how much money they'll like bring in with grand. the patio yeah how much money would they make with the patio that you could tax and contribute to your gdp right. versus just forcing them to forcing them to pay so much money for this it's so silly yeah it's, um, it's so it's so dumb so yeah. i feel like the farmhouse thing was definitely a um a level of consistency that's not going to explode okay you're good yeah <laughs> yeah i was a bit worried i didn't want to like has some steady. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little bit. I don't care. It's a uh, 
So that's an interesting one. It's Would you protein. say there's anything else that Kelly from your How Not to Start a Damn Brewery, mm-hmm. anything else that he illuminated or shared that was interesting that would contribute to this portion of our it segment? It could have been, that's a great thing. It could have been like, to be honest, I go through these pods, I don't remember nothing. Okay, that's fair. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of you talk to a lot of people. It's fair. You talk, you talk to a lot of people. One, yeah. 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 So, and I didn't ever listen back to him because I don't want to hear myself talk, but. Um, Your voice is great. No, it's not about. I'm happy with how I talk. It's just yeah. like, I, I was there. I didn't need to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was talking a lot about. Um, I think it's like sort of finance management because a lot okay. of people, a lot of breweries are just these optimistic pie in the sky, like kind of like, yeah, man, I'm going to start a brewery. And they kind of want to buy themselves a job really because mm-hmm. they just want to make good beer yeah. and, and they make themselves happy. But they go into it. They don't know shit about starting a business or getting the permits or yeah. managing finances. Like even us, we have to learn all this accounting so shit. So much hate. shit you go through. It's awful. It drives us crazy. It's terrible. It's awful. You're paying lawyers to do stuff for you. You're paying so much to accountants <sighs> to manage the money that you make me pay for the tax. To be There's so many things. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, a scam. Yeah. Everything's a scam. So yeah. I'm like... I think that's one of the biggest things is like the best example, which we talked about last night, say our good friends at Sankey and Baron in, in Naomi, Quebec. Hey, thank you. Hey guys. Uh, <laughs> love you very much. The three partners there, Jacob's marketing and, oh, and my graphic flawless design. Trio. The flawless trio. I love the and trio. And I don't think everyone has this. Yeah. So there's three partners, Jacob, marketing, sales, design. He's a trained graphic designer, had his own firm for years. Mm-hmm. Steven, accounting, like operations, all of that stuff. Yeah. He And these are our partners on LinkUp, by the way. That's how we know that they're very good at what they do. Steven yeah. is on top of everything. everything. He's so good. <laughs> he's so on top of it. And yeah. I actually never met him, but Dimitri, and he's the brewer. Yeah. The three partners can handle all elements of the brewery trifecta. together. It's like all the key elements of running a business in the three humans. It's perfectly spread out. Mm-hmm. Like for us, for example, we don't have a marketing and salesperson. <laughs> do you know well, what I mean? It should be, yeah. We're marketers, but we're not we're sales. We're not sales. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. but we never had to do sales. Because we do of, referrals. We're more referral based. Yeah. But yeah and yeah. we got products and stuff now through high season, our agency. But yeah. So I think that that is one big, big, big thing that's missing. Like really having that like in from the jump support that everyone can hit these certain things because you, you can brew the beer yeah. but the market what's the point of brewing if you can't you get can't people to buy it yeah it doesn't look good yeah if, if you don't have the distribution channels i don't know who does all the sales and all that stuff but maybe they have yeah. a salesperson now yeah to get like licensees and then uh, quebec has different rules in here whatever but i think that you need to start the brewery i think one of the big things is you don't have that team and that in-house knowledge because anyone you pay to consult it's like that's helpful but I don't think it's enough. I think you need to have it like in house. Like you really yeah. have to for that type of a business. Like I wouldn't start. We always talk. Say if we want to start a a cafe. Mm-hmm. So I think we've always wanted to do. We love coffee. Yeah. I wouldn't start a cafe just you and me. We've never run no. a cafe before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to have go a partner yeah. go in with somebody yeah. who's ran cafes for twenty years. Yeah. And they know all the ins. They outs. understand they know where all to get that. The all the regulations. They know, equipment, oh no yeah. no, you lease. You don't yeah. buy because if you lease, then you get the person already included in it who fixes it for you because yeah. it's definitely going to fuck up. Yeah. So then you have a backup machine. Then you make sure the grinder. But and we're like, marketing. <laughs> and we're marketing. Yeah. That's what <laughs> we, we know. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So like, I think that's a big gap for a lot of people is that they don't have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably one of the main things that even that Kelly was talking about. That's and fair. maybe it's more like picking the styles. Like it's all romantic to go and do all this farmhouse stuff. And I think it's dope, but is it realistic in the market where you live? Mm-hmm. Can you sell enough oak age farmhouse beers to 
sustain sustain the business keep the lights on pay the employees pay the taxes like yeah. can you do that without you know lcbo is not taking this shit like there's no chance mm-hmm. that they just it's just very well very unlikely i don't mean negative but it's very unlikely that this style of beer is gonna mm. can you explain quickly to someone who doesn't understand why that would be the case because their customers don't want it yeah. Like and they've got all the Belgian stuff. They can't move stuff. fast enough. It's not going to move, right? Mm-hmm. So they know, and they have certain things that they want. They predetermine. A few people have told me about stuff. Like Erica from Society was telling me some stuff. Like she does it, the sales for Blood Brothers. So she was mm-hmm. explaining, like, oh, there's like these three people, and like, yeah, because that's what she does. So Blood Brothers hired her because to yeah. get into the LCBO, she's like, oh yeah, I've been doing this for years. I yeah, know so she knows the three all. people. Mm-hmm. I'll shoot them an email. Hey, what are you looking for? What's the next summer 2024? Yeah, things you're looking for. All right, cool. We'll Shahan was that. very good at yeah. Sharon from yeah. Craft knows all that stuff. So like you'd have to have somebody to show you all those things mm-hmm. or you're going to struggle. So I yeah. think that people might go into it all optimistic and like, oh, this is cool. I just have to make beer and sell it. Yeah. But it's so regulated and it's so there's so much red tape. Yeah. That you you don't, you know, and the red bureaucracy. Tape's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you need to be able to navigate that. Yeah. And if you just a someone who makes the beer really well, I think you'll just you're not gonna want to stick around if you have to do the other things. So yeah. you probably need a stronger team like from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, another great example is probably Mark from Barrelhard, who was the original, he's a fellow Aussie. He was the, the, the original brewer. At, he was uh, started the barrel program at Nickelbrook. Yeah. Then he was the original brewer at Bench. Yeah. And then- uh, He did the funk side. And they did all the funk side, but yeah. he started like Kentucky Bast and all of the yeah. stuff that Nickelbrook- Legendary. Is doing today with, and then Patrick from Blood Brothers took over there. Yeah. And then uh, now he's doing Barrelhart. What a league of extraordinarily talented yeah. people. But it was, yeah. And he was <laughs> yeah. saying his company's profitable and they're good. And it's yeah. super, it's just him. I love it. Wife. So small. Yeah, his him and his wife. The design. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful design. It's really classy. And he's at every fucking farmer's market. He's, that's we pop the thing, up, though. Do there. you see that? And I did so witness <laughs> him in person, though, yeah. educating people of all ages on the beer. So like I will say that. In, like people, the people in front of us who bought, who I just saw him just slickly sell to. I was like, wow, that was just like a really good fast Giving him a, a try. Yeah, I gave him a taste, talked to him about it. It was like probably like a 70 plus year old couple and the guy were the the husband was like yeah yeah all right sure I'll grab yeah, and these. there was like an 18 dollar yeah. bottle of um of a uh, farmhouse yeah. beer and you yeah. know he's like really uh particular about the fruits that he ages stuff mm-hmm. on he gets it all locally and he was saying because i was like oh is everything good and he was like yeah we're profitable we're good because i think they came into it they'd they be had lean the money, and mean too though super lean because yeah. there's one person and like two of them and there's a couple mm-hmm. he just and the, the bar is tiny they got like three seats at the bar and a couple little tables so he's able to have it for all. food too they did they bring the food trucks in yeah. to make it it's a vibe they it's do like little, lobster rolls and yeah. pairings and stuff we meant yeah. to go before the end of summer i think because we were going away oh we just went lobster we just said crazy. so many things oh we oh, yeah. that was a problem we went to yeah. new england and went to went to ham on the we lobster and the clam that. chowder the old uh yeah. <laughs> the old tummy wasn't loving it yeah but um yeah so i feel like that's a great example of someone doing farmhouse beer that's making it work because he it's just him and yeah he's happy as fuck and he's like he's like let the beer the beer's ready when the beer says it. i love that like, i love that he's not like all right we need to get this out by yeah. the end but he doesn't give a shit and he's just hustling he's getting into restaurants i gave him a bunch of names of places we went for your birthday and my like, bro oh, your nice. shit will go great yeah so he's like yeah cool i'll tap in and i just really think that's that they, what i always loved about wasn't oval in um in the so sorry to pullman wine bar. in pullman wine bar that like that's favorite. such a vibe where you have and that's what i'm just saying i'm like these beers are beautiful and that would be so nice to have in a in place, place like pullman's a really cool wine bar in Seco, montreal out here Seco. Um, even uh, the the team who does uh, the three on Notre Dame in in Quebec, Liverpool oh, uh, House, Joe Beef, Joe Beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had, had Dunham. Like, back then, they had I think they had Dunham and what's the Yakima IPA? Yes. From, um, 
Oh my god! That's what I'm saying. These are beautiful beers that pair well with food, and it's like it's just the education that needs to be there. Yeah. Um, you know what I also thought about, which is probably a really interesting business model, mm-hmm. would be like that you you know how gyms have the um, is there's like there are people who basically launch gyms. That's what Alex Ramosi does. Wow. Or did at some point was that it's like you have all the pieces together, you know everything that a gym needs to start. It's like gym launch, I think was what the company was called. Oh, and it'd be and great if you were like brewery like, la- launch, yeah. and you're like, you need this, you need this, you need this much before you do this. Like you need all these things because what you're just saying, just it just sounds like you could love something so much, and you have this art, and you want to share it, but there's gonna be so much behind it. It's not like you loving to make a shirt or something. You get so much the government's going to come down on you with and the taxes, all the regulations, everything, that it's like it would probably be very helpful to have somebody who knows the LCBO, knows the government, knows all these things and can like help you launch kind of, knows the marketing channels, those ads, you know, because then it's like you get your SEO set up, you get your Google ads done, you get your Facebook ads done, you're doing all these things and running. Like, yeah, that would be good. That would actually be fine. That's such a yeah. great idea. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to pause for one sec. All right. Camera died. Yeah. So, Anyways, business model. I'm just thinking that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's uh, that's genius. I think um, that'd be really, really cool. But yeah, it's it's such an interesting thing. So there's going because you had a. Oh no, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna go to that, that was from question. your learnings yeah. from how to how. Learning, oh, so the next I thought it was important. Was go to. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, based on what you're seeing, even though you don't remember all the episodes, like you said, <laughs> but you do have a lot of conversations. Yeah, I remember some stuff. The most ridiculous thing I've seen in my craft beer lifetime, like I've seen, say, like major production, right? Like we went to those who will not be named in um, oh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, and they had that like massive setup. That's when I first saw robots, I believe. I think that was our first. Yeah, um, and then Odell, we Odell saw. In Collins, yeah, um, and then one. even like uh, Magic Hat was pretty massive that too. Um, like they were kind of like operating from a spaceship. It felt like like no one was even yeah, touching the beer. He was just like, just I do like, all these things here. We're like, okay, you're not. Sick. No one's even there. <laughs> um, but uh, so we've seen it a large on the production side. But from a consumer perspective, I have never seen something as wild in my entire life as treehouse brewery and specifically people with. Uh, heavy equipment to load. Sorry, I was like, what's, you have dolly. massive dollies to load cases and cases and cases. I was like, who are these for? Is this for you? Or is it like a friend's all pulled together? Point, yeah. You're taking dollies yeah. of beer? It was it's like eight cases. It was like, like, not only to mention, it was like a Wonderland, for example, already just like in size and everything happening. But just like, what? How do you get to this place where people need to take dollies of your beer out of there and ticketed and all these things that need to be happening? So we have Treehouse. It's how do you feel? You were excited, obviously. We went to two or three of them. Two. How do you get to a place where someone is doing that? We're talking about people closing and then on another side you have this like – insane uh level of like Like fandom and success what do you think causes this why are you obsessed with treehouse why is everybody obsessed tell me what the deal is marketing is exceptional first and foremost what does that look like what what do you mean like their photos are Mm -hmm. just you it's like mcdonald's photos whatever it is (laughs) i feel like you know what i'm saying you know you know 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 they're like i know you're talking about they're fake it's like it's too perfect you're like why is it too perfect the water on the side of the coke or like the 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 oil on the big mac just glistening So okay, like yeah. their beer photos, like must be some pretty crazy edited when they have their product photos. It just probably so have a crazy exquisite. agency doing like 
beautiful photo spraying yeah. the cans and stuff like that. And that then, yeah. just like they're just so perfectly just like opaque. So to me, I I heard about I guess Hayes in 2016, mm-hmm. and they were so according to Sean. Nate from Treehouse was sort of going to the festivals and he was a big fan of, of Hill Farmstead. So he's learning he was, about how the beers are made and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And then they started, I want to say, like not too long after that, 2011, 12, 13, mm-hmm. something like that. So they were like first movers, but it was like such a probably ultra niche thing and we weren't traveling back then mm-hmm. because we didn't know about any of this stuff. Yeah. So like Treehouse and Trillium, I think, I don't know who was first. I'm looking forward to getting that full story at some point. But they basically... I think first mover is a part of it mm-hmm. as in like, okay, this is the other thing. Hill Farmstead is in Greensboro, Vermont. It's like an hour from anywhere in the middle of nowhere with no cell reception and fucked up roads. It's like a farm. Yeah. If you go to Treehouse, Charlton, where we went the first one, that was like an hour and a half from Albany on the way to Boston. Mm-hmm. So I think on the other way is like an hour from Boston. Yeah. They got, and then they've got uh, the second one we went to was Tewksbury. It was like 30 minutes north of Boston on the way to Portland, Maine, which yeah. is the golf course one. They got the sandwich one in Cape Cod, which we didn't go to. Then they have the Deerfield one, which I think is probably the closest one to us here. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about, okay, can we do a weekend where on like the Friday we go to Fighters and Albany, yeah. and then the Saturday <laughs> we go to the Deerfield location and stay this there. This is what you think of as you come back. To, I okay. think about it. Yeah. yeah. And then come okay. back on the Sunday. Like, Fair. I want to do that. Why so not? Bad. Why Thank not? you. See, you guys heard it here. <laughs> um, so like, I think their locations make it a bit easier. Okay. And then I think their proximity to Vermont as well. Cause I know say from like Burlington, like the Deerfield location, according to our friend Rob was like three hours. Okay. So like, it's pretty reasonable. Giles always was getting. You stay overnight um, or something. Yeah. Or you or just do so a day trip. You pull up, trip. go yeah. in there, get your fucking eight cases, come on back. <laughs> so I think because they were doing the like really murky, opaque haze in a way that like no one had probably done it at the mm-hmm. time aside from Trillium. And then even Hill Farm says stuff never went that full murk. If you look yeah. at the, the stuff, they're not like that full, full, full murk. Like I bought two, four packs of haze and I drank haze there and it's more, it looks like a Vermont, almost kind of looks similar. Yours is a little murkier than mine. Like yeah. almost like that, like a Vermont IPA. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's that a, there was it is a, a Vermont IPA. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that maybe there was, there was that, there was like the orange juice factor. Like they were the first one of the, one of the first orange juice. People. I do remember you and Scott back in the day, like yeah. doing the King Julius and the regular. No, I only had King Julius when we went in. Oh, August. you did Julius versus we had something. Julius, Hayes. I got, we got green, yeah. hazy green. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the end I got sap somewhere bright, something like that. Um, but they weren't like anything I was able to sort of get super yeah. regularly or easily. So I think that there was that factor. And and then I, I saw, I think they got a, a quick, I saw a picture like today yeah. of like their old building and mm-hmm. like it's a line of people lining up at the old building. Yeah. And I think they got though because I think there were groups of people who wanted it, and it was such in in it's like lightning in a bottle. I don't yeah. know if you can re- replicate it. Okay, because it was like a it's just time the longevity when, of it. Because look, you're talking about something that was so long ago. So to be here to this day, yeah, at, not at, at this, maturity or something. You're not even at maturity yeah. then. You're still in full. And they're hype. opening another one at Saratoga Springs, New York, um, this year, I think, which is great because that's pretty close to. Yeah, I'm saying thirty minutes from Albany too. And there's a Shake Shack and, there. And there's a Shake Shack there yeah. as well. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. That's yeah. A it's a good time for all. It's a fucking weekend. Yeah. It's a fam. good time. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's it's like they've managed to, I feel like it's lightning in a bottle, the real quickest thing. I okay. think it's that. I think the right place, right time so for all Drake. these things. Drake. <laughs> 
It kind of okay. got to be because I feel like yeah. there's more hype around that. And then I went to we went to both. I enjoyed what I had from Treehouse more than almost any brewery we went. Aside from Fiden's, that was exceptional. But mm-hmm. like the Treehouse, the experience was cool. At first, I was a little like concerned about it because you had to watch a YouTube video to learn how to go there. I'm like, this is going to be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But it was wasn't busy. Mm-hmm. So we were pretty cruisy. It was pretty easy, but it was also hard because they wouldn't take the Canadian credit cards. We had to do it via your Apple Pay yes, I remember. thing and yeah. like just to buy the tickets and then going and paying for the, the cans and all this bullshit. Like it, w- it wasn't that bad in the end, but it was, like you said, a theme park. Yeah. So like it was just insane. And the Tewksbury was a bit more chill because that was like on the way out and we were like just chilling outside. It was a beautiful day. It was like late August. So mm-hmm. we were like vibing it was really good and we just had a wicked time in boston so yeah we like it was a yeah it worked out really nice but yeah i feel like they are definitely so that feels lighting well because i'm just thinking like it's just wild and that's why i want to see so it's so the hype successful. maintained so they had a really hype beer and it maintained and all the way still through. don't distro and you can yeah. only get it there so they did the opposite say like say bellwoods was yeah. another one that like yeah. they kept they i think they got hype around 2016 2017 mm-hmm. and then they kept it for a number of years yeah and then they over the pandemic they decided to go into LCBO because mm-hmm. they were probably realizing that they makes sense. I think Treehouse were that freaky that they, as far as the success, like mm-hmm. the Bellwoods aren't that hype anymore. They're just like a cool legacy brand. So like they decided to probably yeah. I think like, like they're like a fully cemented as oh, yeah. like some high quality craft beer yes. period yes entity. Correct. Yeah, they definitely yeah. got to be the highest priced craft beer at the LCBO. I would say, as far as all the, okay. the you know the, the beers that they put in there, they put double IPAs and eight percenters and all this stuff in there, like it's no big deal. Yeah. Um. So I feel like Bellwood's sort of like balanced out their portfolio as opposed mm-hmm. to to saying you can only come to get it there because before they would do the shipping or whatever. We lived in Quebec, so we had to go yeah. to get it. And um, or I get God to do me a favor or whatever the fuck. I didn't want to have to do that all the time. Of so course, yeah. I was like, or send it to my brother, and they get him to ship it to me. So that's yeah. like a double thing, things, which I did. Yeah. Bassam did it first. Yeah, as well. I remember. Like, I had a I bunch remember. of friends like doing stuff for me to get stuff over the pandemic. So it was tough, but they went that way. Um, like you know, I guess Trillium also had they got multiple breweries. Most of theirs are sort of around, like at least two or three around Boston and stuff. And yeah. I don't know if I think they do some distro. Trillium, there. I liked seeing the difference between Trillium and Treehouse yeah, because Treehouse was this like you're out and you're going on their property for this experience. And I think that's what they try to achieve. That's, that's an interesting why perspective. Made their interesting way. Ridiculous. Yeah. And like, what the fuck? This is massive. That's this is the crazy. Disneyland for craft brewers. Yeah, for sure. whereas like yeah. Trillium felt like any other brewery that would just want yeah, the other. But they had incredible food, and they were all urban center. They're all urban. Exactly. I like that all approach urban. too. So I like the they two were a restaurant. Yeah, and they had Fenway. We drove past. Yeah, and go there. They had the beer garden in Boston Common. Yeah, that's more a Bellwoods when you think about it. Then. Yeah, because they do distro. Because yeah. they even do drop. It'd be like Bellwoods being in like Dundas here. Square or something like that. Like they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was, but yeah, I don't just say. But it felt like Trinity Bellwoods was like yeah, yeah. A pop up there that they're yeah. allowed to have a beer garden there, which is actually insane. But America, capitalism, yeah. <laughs> so like totally different like approaches to everything because then they they you're right they're probably a fairer thing to to compare to compare there. So I mean, there's there's a bunch of places that are thriving. Um, I think everyone's sort of feeling it because you got the LCBO brands we're talking about. You know, say Nickelbrook Collective, Great Lakes. Yeah. 
Um, because to me, I think of them as well. Obviously, it's not, I think of like them. OGs, they are they're OGs. Twenty, thirty years type shit. They're proven longevity. Years, I think that's beautiful. Yes, and they've they've approached all three of those have gone for the mass market. Mm-hmm. All of them. They mm-hmm. have. They all have their own individual kind of more hypey stuff. Like Nickelbrook have the barrel stuff, which is which is cool. Yeah. Um. They Great Lakes. Um. They did like haze versions of all of their IPAs. They were sort of doing a lot of the West Coast stuff like back in the day, like ten years ago. That were like super like super fire like the octopus and all those different beers um and then collective arts obviously were sort of from the beginning they were like a they probably started more local here in hamilton and then kind of expand they they went nuts with the expansion went everywhere like europe and the states and australia and like they went fucking everywhere so i mean like there's no like pattern to be like this is what you really like this is the past yeah yeah that's what I'm also trying to find if was there a commonality between that. I definitely think obviously there's a thing with the Nickelbrook GLB collective in a, when we're talking about Ontario where having the wide range helps support longevity. I also feel like from a community perspective, people really love them. Mm-hmm. As and that's probably why community work is important. Three of those breweries. When I see that, when I see those names, breweries are very beloved. Bellwoods also is very. I just mean from a community, even like a community perspective. When I look at like Nickelbrook GLB Collective, in terms of like a give back vibe, I get a lot of like we're ingrained. As in like someone's someone's parents are buying them even too on top of it because. They just love them and it's like a business you want to support because they've been around or something, you yeah. know? And then I think Bellwoods, they're very great in terms of also being like community focused, but they're also like hip modern young vibe of like, I'm on I'm on Ossington, which is like the coolest street in Toronto and all that stuff yeah, that they yeah, got yeah. that. And then they of course, hell shit. They all the yeah. high breweries fuck with them, like yeah, and everyone fucks with them and respects them forever. Yeah, if like yeah. people know a Canadian brewery, I feel like it's probably changed now. Yeah. I feel like people know more, but at one point it was like Bellwoods. And every I remember time I whenever liked, we went anywhere, everyone talked about that. Like, Bring me yeah. Bellwoods. Yeah. Bell. <laughs> Jeez, all right, fuck. Uh, so I think that's interesting. So probably there's a bit of like benefit one to be a com- really community oriented in that side. Mm-hmm. So like it's good ethically, but then it's also like probably benefits you economically. Yeah. Um, as we're going to start going into opportunities and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And then um, at Bellwoods, I love Bell. Bellwoods is like the kind of brewery, if I was ever, I like now even seeing this, it's so much work. I would never want to own a brewery personally. <laughs> no. Um, kudos to time. you. It's a lot of work. And that's just something I know I would not uh, take on. But um, that's the type of brewery I think I would like to have. Depends on how big they end up deciding to be even too. But um, I, I do think it's cool that. that they're like herb, like in the urban center vibe too. You get yeah. part of that, which is like Trillium. So I'd probably, yeah, I like that, that, that vibe. a bit of distro as well. I do While like the whole tree You're like, like in a bunch of me. places. There's the come to me is cool. But I have, to me, what you've illustrated a bit is that it is lightning in a bottle where you yeah, do you have to provide that. some form of something that you're giving that's getting everybody to go to you yeah. seems harder for sure. Yeah. Especially, and then if you want to, obviously they've had investments. I don't even need to ask. No, they, I don't believe yeah, beer like has made you that much. Right now. Really okay, so there you go. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, From geez, uh, no. minor stay, stakeholders okay. and stuff. Because yeah. I was just like, that volume, looking at that, I'm like, you have investment. I know you have a lot of people buying your beer, but we're looking at these marts. There's no way that that, that comes without having investment. Um, yeah. So I do like, yeah, I think Bellwoods has a cool approach, and I just really ex- respect and love everyone who can last so long because it's hard so like yeah what for the nickelbrook sure. GOB collective anyone who's doing in 10 years plus well GLB is like incredible. 30 35 nickelbrook's yeah. like 20 25 crazy yeah, yeah. amazing Hard um 
Who else is the older? Um, uh, those are the main ones. It's definitely like in Ontario. Like pre-boom. Why am I having a blank? I think that well, maybe Granite. Okay. They're like uh, like a brew pub, though. Mm-hmm, they do mm-hmm. some packaging, but they've been around for forever. Yeah. I wonder what lessons. Maybe that's something else we do. Yeah. I'm just throwing podcast ideas here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it would be cool to learn from these legendary like what did they do for folks longev- for about something about longevity yeah. there. Just like we look at nutrition and longevity, yeah. it would be interesting to see from a business perspective, what do you think has made you, if this amount of people are closing, what keeps you always staying and you're just doing right. your thing? Well, you you know, to. like, what what is it? There has to be some formula in there somewhere that would be interesting yeah, yeah. to unpack. That's a great question. Um, I like that. All right. So, can we talk about opportunities yeah, and outlook? Yes. So, we We've been very bleak, so, so we wanted to talk about some positive things yes. or, or some outlooks or just like things that we think could be interesting outside of the ones that we've already talked about. Um, so I, we already touched on this anyways, the government regulatory changes, the subsidies. Um, obviously, no, what needs to happen is subsidies and potentially support programs to help that. But based on what you said about that master framework agreement ending, it looks like that's going to be beneficial, which is awesome. Yes. Obviously, go look at Keep Craft Beer Local and let your that's local it. MPs know that you need to represent for our uh, families here, our craft beer family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. making sure that they're taken care of. And then so generally, it seems like there are these. And this is another topic I'd like to get into is these like the OCB and the CBC and all that and just understanding maybe Jeff could do like an OCB with us or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we could easily pull these guys to, to do something. Um, or in Troy, something yeah, yeah. like that. We or could both. just kind of, yeah, or both, or both would be cool. Just to kind of understand because I am, if you do have somebody lobbying for you, it just seems like there's so much going on. You need these people to yeah. do, to help you. So I'd be curious about their pros and cons, their points of why they exist and the stuff they do. Cause maybe it's important for everyone to know that too. And what the CBC does, for example, I don't know, understand them enough. So I'd like to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like they are helping to make strides in this area. So that's awesome. Yes. In terms of the taxation side. Another thing we did talk about already, it seems like product diversity is a huge opportunity. Big opportunity. If it's one, if you want to, not saying you have to do anything, but if you want to, um, obviously we're in marketing. So we're going to talk about intentional marketing. Mm -hmm. We have episodes that we've done on the business of marketing craft beer. We Highly have, recommend if you're watching to go check those out. Three parts to those, and it's uh, the first part is our easily by far like leaps and bounds our most downloaded episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. There's a lot of opportunities in the marketing arena that we see all the time. I can't express that enough. Where I see things where I'm like, your your profiles are not set up for success. They're not set up to purchase from you. They're no. not set up to know when you're opening, close. They're not set up to easily buy online, in store. Um, there's not consistent, which means you're not showing up regularly, you're not running ads when you could be running localized ads to make sure that the people around you come in to see you. There's so many opportunities there. So definitely yeah. recommend checking out that. And just even what you were saying, because when we talk about sales and marketing, a lot of that's education. That's why these educational arms exist to educate consumers on why they should purchase a product or how they should envision the product in their life. Mm-hmm. And having these beautiful beers and understanding that people don't want to buy them as much. I just feel like there there's a knowledge gap there as to for pricing. It's like they're preaching to the choir in their marketing and they're not really trying to expand. Yeah, that. you need to go out. You have yeah. to. Otherwise, I mean, look what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I don't, I don't know what the answer necessarily or the exact steps yeah. would be, but or who, you can't keep marketing to the, oh, yeah, like who you have to talk to or who yeah. it is, but maybe you got to do what Mark from the fucking Barrow yeah. is doing this shit solo, man. Yeah. He's just, at, just out there at the, the festival. Farm, at, yeah, farm market. market. Farm market. Like, oh, fuck, Mark, yeah. That was awesome, then, bro. I was just like, yeah. what? 
And then he's yeah. at all the different farmers markets. He yeah. does pop ups all the time. Like I've never seen anyone hustle. He's like working. That. Yeah, he's, he's working, working because yeah. he's. It's like it's like he knows, but he believes, mm-hmm. and he can talk to anyone. And he's this Aussie guy who's like chill. Well, the product's and nice fantastic. And nerdy so. about the product. He's yeah. able to explain it all, and he really, 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 really cares. Yeah. And That's we important. saw him, like you said, like yeah. uh, like uh, convert a an older couple, yeah, on the spot on like some BlackBerry beer, or something. yeah. Like I'm like, I well, this is very different to probably something that they're used to. But isn't that yeah. amazing? Because maybe they might be an they were just couple. buying vegetables because we were we were all there. Fancy and like yeah, yeah the farmers market just, is just you're there literally to buy vegetables. We were just going for like a walk that. with yeah. coffee to walk Barrington, yeah. and then we were like, oh, let's check out the farmers market. It's yeah. on right now to see what there is. To, and we found out some farms, and we end up going to those farms sure. to buy vegetables. There you go. Directly, yeah. yeah, and then we saw Mark, and we're like, "Oh, what up?" So, like, you know, he's out there hustling. So maybe they need to do that. Maybe they're doing it, and we don't know. But maybe they need to do it down here. Mm-hmm. Like, go to Toronto, go to Hamilton, go to Kitchener, go to Guelph, go to yeah. fucking Barry. I don't know. Like, do all these different places. Like, yeah, I think, but maybe not everybody can do that. And Mark has put himself in a position where he can because he has slow beer. Because yes, no, but slow beer. But I think he's had all the like he he owned Bruck's House, which was a craft beer bar. And mm-hmm. I think he sold that. I think he might have even owned the property. I don't recall. But cool. my my guess is that there was a bit of funds there, mm-hmm. backing financial backing, self backing. Yeah. So then he was like, "Well, everything's paid for. Mm-hmm. I got the rent on this fucking warehouse. It's not much. Yeah. And like he's got the brew house. It was all like packed up. And then you just pull it out to brew. It's not like massive batches. Yeah. And you let him sit in those plastic vats for months with yeah. the fruit." And then you're like, cool, and do whatever the fuck else is next. Put him in oak or whatever he does. I don't yeah. know. Um, so, like, he was able to – I think he just made the business financially sustainable yeah. from the beginning. But he'd hustled for years. It's not like he's 20 years old. Yeah. Dude's yeah. older than me. He's been in it. So, like, he's been around. He knows what's up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think there's, like, different – the way that you sort of structure the business yeah. is, is how that – could work better but yeah there's definitely a lot of intentional marketing not just for producers of these type of beers that we're talking about like farmhouse beers that may or may not be as you know popular Mm -hmm. uh, right now but whatever you're doing you got to tap into local yeah like that's the other thing so there's the marketing but i think the ones that are going to survive are going to be and there's something i don't think we even had in the notes there but i think that's the real who's going to survive i think i know where you're going is the strategic partnerships is something that you're also Outlining there, I just want to say that's because you said go I wasn't local. even going there at all. So sorry, but you had a strategic partnerships in there because if you're partnering with say other local, like what he's doing is making a smart partnership with like the farmers markets and things like that to go and display his products. Right. So you and have to also in the yeah. area. And too. if you were to serve it with food, for example, that's a strategic partnership. Great and grit is really good. With doing pairing, the food stuff, yeah, right. pairing local. So like, yeah, it's. I guess you look at the partnerships. I think that's exactly it. What I was going to say was make your business a part of the local community so mm-hmm. strongly that people would be devastated if you went out of business. That's why I feel GLB is. Yeah, or collective and Nickelberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep thriving and stuff, and I feel like Treehouse. People same bought. Thing. I had like, a friend Corey. Things. He's not a beer drinker. But he just lived on lived you in Trinity Bellwoods, and he needed to buy yeah. from Bellwoods because it's just the it's around the corner, on and the he street. knew it was hype and cool, yeah. and he's doing his thing. Yeah. So like, I feel like that that's the real like wherever you and this can be open to any brewery. This is not like yeah. specific wherever you are. Ingrain yourself in the brewery, in the community, and then it comes into what you're saying. And one way to do that is be a participant. Invite. Like say a great one is like Counterpoint in Kitchener. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of collaborations with uh, local businesses and stuff. And nice. I think they're tiny, yeah. So they probably don't have the most crazy overhead, but they're also probably not racking it up because it's not like 
thousands of cans going out every every batch so they're, they're able to collab with a lot of local businesses and they really have these like passionate local followers like mm-hmm. including like our friend uh, josh we worked with at apple who was yeah. the engineer for my album so he knows them all yeah, I loves, them. That, yep. loves that i knew i'd seen him talk about it all the time yeah so i feel like that's a big part of uh, a big part of it where you just tapping in and yeah. being real and supporting the community giving back whether it's financially or in, in other ways yeah. so i feel like that's being the local brewery is probably at this point probably going to pay off more than trying to be the brewery that distributes mm-hmm. i think there's something to that interesting yeah. because the distri- no, yeah. it's almost like i don't know how much like cat like how much you'd want to put in there because if it doesn't move the lcbo cuts shaham was telling me the lcbo cuts your listing if it's not if it moving. doesn't move okay so like Say if you go and get six listings or and only yeah. two of them do good, they're going to cut four of them. And yeah. now you've got all this ex- say you've gone excess and, beer. Yeah, you've gone somewhere to contract it because you don't have enough space. And all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I've got pallets yeah. of this stuff I now I need to do something with because I thought LCBO was going to keep it. Yeah. Um, that's a problem. That's interesting. So yeah. it's almost like I see the LCBO in the distribution arms. I think the independent bottle shops are good, but they're going to be one, one, one. Like it's brick by brick, unfortunately. So that yeah. takes time. Yeah. Um, you need to maybe like you have your space, you build it locally, make the most fire shit you can in whatever you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and then throw something at the LCBO one one, one skew, skew. and yeah. then let that one go and and try and get a little bit more thing. That's what Town started with. They put square wheels in the LCBO, nice. oh, yeah. and then it was like, all right, that did well. Then probably LCBO was like, oh, this is performing. What else you got? Yeah, and then cool outside jokes, and then fucking quick one, and mm-hmm. then born, and then mad nice, and then all these different other beers they put yeah. in there. So and I'm they're like, also greatly loved on the community front because they huge started widely them. loved. Yeah, that's a great example yeah. because they have. Art people come through. They have trivia nights. They have food. I think they got permanent food now or something. Or they, I forgot yeah. what it was. Jeff was telling us. And they had the pump house over the summer, yeah. which pump is a super local fire. thing. And then they had yeah. all the fucking. He's Jeff was saying all the the local MPs want to take photos oh, yeah. <laughs> and act like they're all a part of the yeah. and shit. Like you know, like they're making real moves out there. Then Jeff getting involved with the OCB is a great look. Yeah, and then and then them hiring great brewers to therefore do really impeccable beers to then do collabs with all the other brewers that are like hype so that they can do collaboration so that like it puts their brand alongside the other brand doing third moon collabs yeah collabs counterpart fucking fair weather like you name it like they're they're rocking with all these people yeah and that makes their brand stronger so it's like it, that's because they're kind of participating in that hype world. So that's yeah. one way there. But I feel like there's there's no one answer, but I think the real secret to it is the local and then make It's an aggressive other, multi-pronged approach. Yeah, right? then, yeah. The, then our favor of the diversity. Yeah, and I would say that obviously like shocking. We own uh, some, we, you know, we're co-founders of LinkUp, which is an organization dedicated to connecting diverse individuals with craft beer opportunities. But that's one part of it. And it, it was it was actually two prong in the way where one we love craft beer and we wanted to expand so and we see that there's a missed opportunity to actually connect with diverse markets. What's the best thing that you can do is open up your consumer base. If you need you want to inject more money into your business, you need more people to purchase your product. And there is a large demographic which has a lot of economic purchasing power that is not marketed to and not involved in the decision-making process in the uh, just in general in terms of in the business. That's what we focus mostly on uh, connecting through employment and mm-hmm. workforce. Education. Education. That part doesn't exist as much. So there's a very large missed opportunity. There's a massive gap in that space to attract a diverse consumer base 
which comes from having diverse teams internally and doing that for the right reason because you want to do that. Facts. So that for sure, without question, we did uh, definitely recommend if you're watching to take check it out. Yeah, it's our we did an episode at Link Up uh, that we recorded from our presentation at the Ontario Craft Brewers Conference this year and well last year. In 2023, what number? 147. 147. So, so we actually like filmed it. Uh, it sounds great. Looks great. Yeah. Actually, so it's it worked out pretty well. It's a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, it's a PowerPoint presentation. But like we yeah. talk for an hour. It's yeah. not, not like super long. But if you mm-hmm. want to understand it, like it'd be much better to just Yeah, we won't that. repeat it all here. But there were, but we, we shared stats. the economic yeah. Real economic case for diversity in craft beer, and um, the U.S. is seeing this, and Canada is just lagging in this space. And there's so much more the U.S. And if you're can brushing it off, you're fucking up. Yeah. Honestly, I think people put it under like the the progressive type of thing, and I understand. Or, yeah, where they, that or they put it under from. just DEI or something, and, it's, and that's beyond. You should do good things because it's the right thing to do, as opposed to having to prove DEI to somebody. Yeah. In addition. There's you should benefit. seek out other opportunities yeah. to expand your consumer base. Once you see these numbers, mm-hmm. you would be very, uh, very silly to not <laughs> move on. I was trying to think of the right way to say it. it mm-hmm. It's like it's we we tried to really prove it because I just feel like it gets written off a lot. Yeah, and like and, and I understand why the people are like, oh, it's just this thing. He's just saying you do it, and you don't. A lot of people do it and don't mean it, and I think that's true too. Yeah. But, also, it's like, don't do it if you don't mean it. Yeah, if you don't mean it, then don't fucking do it. a good it. space or a safe space for people, then don't bother. No, but like, we're not, beer is not going to survive if it's just one group of people or a few groups, you know, like, I think you're people. actually proving that based on your purchasing habits. Right, because maybe there's a whole bunch of other people from different cultures who don't know about beer, and they well, what the and they fuck would is be, this farmhouse? We like, oh my gosh, I only want to buy this. Maybe yeah. that's amazing with Indian food yeah. or something. I don't know. Exactly. Oh, you got mass at a minute. Now, yeah. I see. Um, so like... Look into it's so that. delicious. So I'm just trying to drink all the way down. To yeah, the point all the way where down. It's like too seddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. You're good. Yeah. You're good. So like, yes, check that episode 147 uh, on the pod. Whether it's visual, you watch the keynote as well, or you could just listen. It's the same shit. Yeah, we read it out, so you get the point. But yeah, that would be something we would highly recommend as an opportunity. And there's not not to, like you said, the states still have some work to do, but the states is so much better. Far ahead. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. Um, which is looking pretty good. Um, um, what else do we have to do to bring this bad boy home? All right, so let's bring it home. We're just going to talk about if you are a consumer, let's bring it home. <laughs> uh, if you are a consumer who is just watching this, you are just a lover of craft beer as we are. Remember, we are just, we too, we talk about beer, but we are first and foremost consumers of craft beer. Very much so. Um, if it is in your capacity, if you're wondering, you're listening to this and you're like, damn, I don't want breweries to close. Mm. This really sucks. This is stupid. Again, check out the Keep Craft Beer Local and let your local MP know. Uh, that keep local, keep craft beer local. Ca. In Perfect. the description, wherever you audio and video. Yes. And then, so firstly, go check that out very quickly, easily, a, a nice, easy form for you to send a oh. letter. It's completely filled out. You just yeah. put in. You just yeah. choose your area. So easy. And put your name and press send. Yeah. Uh, again, we're not, we just did it ourselves. We saw it in collective. We saw like the they had them in collective arts. Oh, yeah, the front counter. That's okay. why I saw it. And I was that's like, oh, I was yeah. like, I want to keep the craft beer. What's yeah. this about? And this then, that's yeah. how we, we saw it and filled it out. Um, if it is in your capacity, of course, um, and you are aligned with your drinking habits, the best thing you can do is purchase craft beer. Yep. So buy, uh, if you can buy directly. That would be awesome. Yep. But if not, you can buy from a local distributor, especially if they're a nice local option like Durand. Yep. For example, any other shout outs you quickly want to the make Wheel in that category? Brew and Barry, okay. at the Wheel Brew is doing phenomenal stuff. 
um, Princess Cafe in Kitchener. Nice. Killer. I haven't been to either of those two, but uh, I've spoken to both those gentlemen. We've had the wheel brew on the pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, Killer. Um, uh, oh, my God. Why is his name escaping me? But dude from Mark from Princess Cafe also works at Third Moon. So I saw him over the summer. Nice. So, like, he's actually working there. So, he like, he, he gives a shit. Like, it's great. So, like, in at least in these three areas, like Barry Kitchener, Hamilton, Killer. In Toronto, probably the Barvolo, the Bottega Volo has, like, a bunch of stuff. It's kind of pricey, nice. but um, society of beer drinking ladies. Yes, they're doing stuff themselves now. What Erica was saying, so they okay. did have fourth and seventh, but I think they left and just didn't okay. work out because Erica already knows all this stuff, so they okay. do it themselves. Okay, so um, that would be the shout outs. But indie and sometimes restaurants, cafes, they might just be like smaller ones to just have little collections. Small fridges. You know, like, oh, you know, like cafes. Yeah, when you like think Bucca, about um, Detour. Detour has Detour has stuff. a lit um, all local. Yeah. Um, uh, Willow gins and, and yeah. spirits. They have the uh, they have Clifford. They have yeah. Merritt. They have uh, Fair Endless. Weather. Endless exactly has a, a fridge of great. Hamilton. Yeah. Um, Hamilton's that. killing it all the beer. Hamilton's doing list. really good. Like, to be yeah, fun. I respect it a lot. I don't know if anywhere else is doing it. Yeah. But if you're listening in another province or somewhere else, it's the same principles that apply. Try to buy directly, but then buy local if you can too. Either or, you're supporting, which is beautiful. Um, uh, if you could, a free activity always is to get, engage on social media. Yep. So instead of swiping by that post, <laughs> what you could do is just give it a double tap. If it's so in your heart, maybe you comment, just a little heart, maybe a hands up emoji. Maybe share to a story, and the best you know? thing is to share it to a story. Send Most to a arguably, which I actually want to talk about and maybe in like the high future, high season pod or in a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Is like shares are arguably the most important metric in social media right now. Yeah. Because, shares and I mean, from looking at a metrics perspective, you're going to the analytics, those are the posts that you want to replicate because if somebody's sharing it, that's increasing your word of mouth, of course. Facts. Um, and it's increasing your reach, which is what you need. So if it is so in your heart, when you see a brewery come up, just double tap five seconds. It doesn't even take a second. Boom, boom, boom. Just give it a double tap because when you double tap that, it signals to the algorithm on these platforms that their content needs to be shown to more people. So if you don't buy, someone else in your community will buy because it'll land on their feed potentially. Yep. So double tap, always some love. Uh, and in general, if you love a brewery, tell people about it. If you love a place that you've been to, if you had good experiences, just tell people, you know? Yep. Gotta show some love. Um, that's it. Yeah, and like buy directly too. Try and stick oh, yeah, that's local. What I said. Buy directly. Said that. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, order online. Um, a lot, basically everywhere allows mm-hmm. you to do that for a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know if if you don't feel it's reasonable, go in with a friend or something and and split that uh the shipping cost. Usually it's no more than ten bucks yeah. for the most part. Maybe fifteen depends on where you go. There's a bunch of ways to support. Like try and go out. I think that's the other thing. The tap rooms is where they make the most money. Yeah. And I feel like kind of what you said before with that stat where people are getting more takeout because they're not sitting in anymore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you're able to, if you can afford it, or if you're, you know, able yeah, to get if it's out, in your like financial go, capacity or within your drinking life, yeah, like what you've set up for the, yourself, go to the brewery. Yeah. You know, buy the food, buy some merch. Buy Breweries are always there, the best vibe. Yeah, it's just they're a, always great. Everybody's great all the time. Yeah. Everybody's is most helpful. They're the most helpful servers and stuff that you get. It's always a vibe. The so most right. helpful bartenders or whoever they end up being because they care. Your beer, they care. Yeah, they're loving they the product. To, they're enjoying it. Yeah, they're literally, they're so it, it, the the person behind the beer is so passionate about it. It's always like such a nice vibe and experience, yeah. you know. So, yeah. What's that um one in Burlington that we went to? Uh, that had craft beer there oh, too. Oh, Beer Town. So if you live somewhere in that area, Beer oh, Town was dope beer too. Towns. Oh, yeah, we had Jen okay. from Beer Town on here. She was phenomenal. 
Uh, that was one of my favorite episodes of 2023. And nice. uh, we had such a great time. I was just like, I, I oh, the menu is fire. I was just like, yeah. wow, everything is yeah. really good on there. And yeah. She's really responsible for a lot of that. And she Sweet. was wonderful. So I'd actually be mean to hit her up because we went to the Burlington one, but she's based, I think, in like Kitchener. Yeah. From memory. So I maybe mean, if we go out there, I'll, I'll message her. But we want to try. We were really trying to get out to a bunch of places uh, yeah. last year. This year, same deal. We just want to keep it going, obviously. Uh, and I got to tell you, these day trips, like mm. we took some day trips that were so much fun, like Elora, we went yep. to. And we went to Guelph. Uh, we went to we Guelph. Didn't going to the breweries that day, though, because they didn't yeah. work prepared. Uh, where was, uh, sorry, what's the area Willibald is? A- oh, Air. A- A- Air. A-Y-R. Yeah. yeah. Um, for, so those are actually really fun day trips. Yeah. So if you just want to go, because a lot of these places, they have great food. It's like, yeah. it's a good, it's a fun day Even, trip. Yeah. To- and they're gorgeous. Like, like Ayer. Yeah. Air like AIR but with a Y is very cool. Uh, Alora is like stunning. Didn't expect yeah. what Alora looked like at all. Like oh my Super gosh, cool. I just didn't know what was lit, going on. Like, Beautiful. So it's just like that's also just like a fun daytime. And then the Alora, for example, had like just cool distilleries in the area and stuff. Yeah, like we went to the distillery. Yeah. There. And like that's all on the way to like Guelph. Guelph got like six breweries now. Yeah, that's like, like they have the bus, the beer bus. bus. Yeah. Guelph beer. There's like fun activities you can make out of it. So it's like a good time. Yeah, just to just go and explore. Now you yeah. know like the ramifications of it. Like if you have the spare income and you're able to do it, like go, yeah, support whether it's in your town or close by. Like it's something that we didn't we didn't always have a car yeah. in Montreal. We yeah. had to go and rent it. It changed so. the game, get in the car, change yeah, the game. So now we're yeah. just like, hey, you want to go here? And we just yeah. do and it. And we just take a day and we go up and do yeah. a nice fun little and you trip. You go to so many different places. And yeah. it's like, it's definitely... It's been really cool for us, and I want to keep yeah. that going and keep that energy this year because that was yeah. just fun. Yeah, there's so many different places like that we want to get to. That yes. you know, I wonder. I had Steelfields on my list, and I was like, "Oh, when we go to Tobermory, we were supposed to go this yeah. year, and we just oh, didn't yeah. get around to it because yeah. the shit just got hectic real quick yeah. after we got back from really New busy. England. Yeah, um, super quick. But yeah, try and just try and visit, man. That that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, but it's easy to underestimate how much your dollar matters like you sometimes you don't really think about it too but it does and it's it's very important that if you can you exercise those dollars in a place to help on our overall economy because it's just better if your money goes to a small business who is paying their taxes maybe too many taxes arguably but are paying their taxes and uh, are employing people in this this is how we all like come up you know so we love the yeah. product already so it's it's an easier one to do you know it's not so easy i understand to go to a farmer's market when you the the grocery stores are just everywhere but like obviously that would be beneficial if we did or it's not always easy to go to butcher because you get a grocery store is there it's the same thing but when you do you put money in like an actual person who has a home there who you know, is is providing for a lot of people for the Ooh, community, yeah. and it's just it's just your money does so much better. That's a really good point. I forgot about that. Like that's something we've been trying to do. Like mm-hmm. go to the local butcher, go to the local fish shops, and you have to be cognizant. Um, it's like you have to really think about it. Where it's yeah. like, oh no, because I was like, well, the fish I was adding easy, chicken breast. Yeah. Fish, we already yeah, we got fish mongers on deck. We're in love. We got two great yeah. ones. Yeah, um, but um, when we talk about yeah, like even the chicken breast, I was writing down the list, and I was like, oh no, we got to go to the butcher down. Yeah. No, we can't. We can't. I I can't pick it up from but it um, worked out the same price yeah it's like yeah, yeah i did a full breakdown yeah and it's like two dollar margin better, two dollar probably better quality right yeah yeah probably oh better quality without question yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i know no antibiotics all the fun stuff all the good stuff yeah, yeah. all the things that you want and it's it's like a bit of a conscious effort yes. but once you get used to it it's not even like 
we wouldn't, you know, in the next step, we haven't found a, a proper vegetable or fruit place that's local yet. Yes. We've found some farms because the farms actually, because of smaller city, like you can drive 20, 25 minutes and you're at a farm or something, which is pretty yeah. good. So we're trying to find the right one. For fruits and veggies and stuff. And like yeah. We have, yeah, we're going to, that's our plan. For we have some research to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just think about that and bre- make breweries a part of that, you know, like, that's what we were doing in the summer. We'd be out doing errands. Like, yeah, you want to fucking grab a beer? Yeah. It was like, yeah. And just like, stop in. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop somewhere wherever we are local. Like, that's yeah. why we went to, um, I think, Barrowheart that day. Oh, no. We went to Clifford. We hadn't been to Clifford. Yeah. So we were just like, let's just that's go to Clifford. That's what we were like, Because like we were like, let's support. We wanted yeah. to support Clifford. Yeah. So we like, let's like, go to all the oh, local spots. Yeah. And then. Barrowheart's open till six. Let's go see Mark yeah. after because we exactly. finished the Clifford. So we had a like, great time there. Yeah. yeah. It was just like a cool random afternoon. We just thought of stuff. So anyway, just stuff like that. Like, we're trying to do that and. So we enjoyed can, it a yeah. lot. So if you're able to do that in every part of your life and just support local, because I don't know, more than ever, like shit's getting hard, man, for everybody. It's just been hard, I guess. Mm-hmm. But this, like you said, you can't underestimate the value of that dollar that you're going to spend with this local business as opposed to a multinational, multi-billion dollar corporation doesn't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't go literally, to Starbucks. Metro, go to a cafe. Like, Metro has something wild going on where it's like literally their employees can afford to shop at Metro. Yeah, I remember that. It's like, so like what we are don't you go to Metro. talking we about? We haven't been to Metro yeah. forever. <laughs> so, so we have Fortinos yeah. if we need to. That seems to be. I liked it because it's from Hamilton, but they own my PC. Yeah, so that's why we need to scale it back now. Yeah, that's we don't love it, about but it like, you know, we're trying not to yeah. go to shoppers because it's easy because it's convenient. Price but you got to scale back. On there's the one things. really close to us, so I was like, really, yeah. Uh, I'm like, ah. So it's you know, it's it's, it's all a process. So like, yeah. don't be hard on yourself, but just you know, if if we all yeah, if we all just kind of try to yeah. do things like that, it'll just end up to be a better community that we're living in. And you know, the bigger the world's gotten, the more that we've realized how important. When I say the bigger it's gotten because of technology and the access we have, globalization that, yeah. now, you know, keeping it local and that impact locally just seems to be more important than ever. Yeah. Because everyone's just going on Amazon, just buying shit, giving money to everybody else. We're like, oh, but I could go here and get it and, yeah. and keep their money in my community. And that'll just, you know, more, more taxes to fix the roads, hopefully. We got or so much work up. to do here to the- get that Barton set up. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Macy's Pearl, gotta go check that out. Yes, exactly. Tons Um, of great stuff. But yeah, yeah. All right. All right, this is pretty good. Yeah, this is great Um, chat. I just want to take a screenshot because I use it for the blog. Oh, no, we're going to take a real photo. Oh, real photo? Is yeah. That, okay. Well, then, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, where can everyone find you online? Do you you can find me at Liquid X Happiness and at High Season Co. So we have a YouTube channel. On that YouTube channel, we give social media marketing advice to small business owners and creators. As you can tell, we talk about marketing often because it's what we're super passionate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check us out there. I'd say primarily there. And then I post on Liquid Happiness with all fun liquid things, you know. Yes. Beer, spirits, wine, coffee, all the good stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. And the High Season channel, Just we just hit 50 thousand subscribers in the last few weeks uh, as awesome. a recording yeah we're super stoked about it it's it's we're really proud it's one of the funnest projects we've ever done because we get to talk to business in the end we love business owners we're business owners we love having these types of conversations yeah so you get to do it on the pod here and then we get to do it as in like we're consulting helping them out they're telling us about the free tips we provide that help them it's a great place we love it yeah best one of the best things we've ever done yeah period easily yeah. so go check that out it applies to any industry it doesn't matter what you're in whether it's you know you're in beer or somewhere else you're able to get some value from that channel mm-hmm. um but uh babe this was fun appreciate yeah. you thank you so much um, for having me guys for having you on the podcast <laughs> and you co-founded um guys thank you for watching and listening if you enjoyed the episode smash those thumbs up hit subscribe below hit that notification bell Ding. so you know when the new new drops follow us everywhere at beer's podcast and let's start off 2024 a little five-star rating. Spotify and Apple Podcasts Ooh, specifically. Yeah, it, helps. it helps. That would be spectacular. Barrington knows Speaking we're wrapping up. You can tell the voice. You can tell the voice. Yeah.
when okay. we change, whenever we finish filming, he always uh, starts to jump because he's like, oh. You're done? Finally. Yes. Finally, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Throw us that five stars. And uh, guys, we've got a bunch of good pods. Uh, you know, this will be out first year. So once again, happy new year. Looking forward to a very exciting, abundant a thriving new year for everybody for the craft beer industry um trying to do some fun stuff if there's anything you want to see us do let us know but uh we're gonna do our best to to kill it and with that get it in you get it in you